Stories Podcast, your number one show for everything guitar. Hello, everybody. Hello, Dan. Hello, Andy. It's good to be back. Hello, everyone in the chat as well. Hey, everybody. We have num number, I want to say, 56. Uh, yeah, you're right. 100% right. 56. Cool. I, I'm glad I didn't just grab that from the air somewhere. Um, <laughs> I only remember because Henning was complaining so much last week that it was episode 55 that we uh, we waited to get him on the show. Yeah, you're right. I thought he was a great guest. I really enjoyed chatting with him. We got deep. We got, um, it was a bit silly. He showed off at the beginning, but I really enjoyed chatting with Henning last week. I hope mm -hmm. if you haven't heard, seen, watched that, go back and watch it after this one, because this week we've got Yvette Young. So excited. Again, Again yes. she is back <laughs> um, with her spidey powers, maybe. <laughs> um, and with some new gear as well. With some so new gear, yeah. Uh, we've got a cracking video she's released. Uh, we're going to play that later with, with her on the show. She can give us like a, a director's commentary or something like that. Um, Ooh, that yeah, that'll be good. But let's let's see who's in the chat so far. We've got Cranar. Hello, Cranar. We've got JC. We've got Michael McFall. We've got Valeri. We've got Ra. We've got Michael. We've got Charlie Cooper from Orange. Hello, Charlie Cooper. We've got <laughs> Sarang. And that's a, oh, Pooh Ninja's here. Hello, Pooh. Ninja. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's winter, Dan. It's super dark outside. Dark, it's cold, it's stormy. We had snow. You had snow too, right? Oh, yeah. So much snow. That's we have we have snowman in the garden. His carrot nose keeps falling off, and my kids keep asking why, and I try to explain <laughs> global warming, and they just don't seem to understand it. He's you know, four and six. They should have a grasp of... Uh, <laughs> weather. I'm trying, I'm trying to think of a posh name for weather, but I'll just call it weather. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we've got it's RGS it's 27, RaxFX, Nathan, Josh. Hello, Josh from Iowa. Um, also, Dan, we, we have quite a few, I want to say famous people, but certainly people that I respect. Not that I don't respect the people I've just mentioned, but certainly people in the industry that, that listen and watch. I'm oh, wow. quite yeah. surprised. Yeah. Yeah, Hello yeah. to you. <laughs> oh, by the way, a little plug. This mug was made by Neha, which is the girlfriend of Sarang. Uh, she made that for me, and I gave one to my mum, and I have one. So the mug that I'm currently <sighs> drinking from was made by her fair hands. Mm. Uh, old stone <laughs> ceramics, I believe, to give it the plug. Right. Sarang, let me know if that's correct or not. You Feel free to drop the Instagram link in the chat because she makes a, a fine mug, and I'm enjoying the, the drink. You're receiving quite a few presents, my friend. We got the Fronaments. Christmas. Christmas. Yeah, well, yeah, there you go. <laughs> Speaking of Fronaments, here's one. It's going to be going live on eBay. So the auction to bid on this uh, to raise money for charity is going to be live on eBay in about 10 minutes. We're going to do that live on the show. But, Dan, with your permission, we have some news. Should we do some news? Right. Yeah, let's roll. All righty then. Dan, do yep. you remember the program Winamp? I do, very vividly. I'm going to take you back now. <laughs> Have a listen to this. Winamp. Winamp. It really whips the llama's ass. Oh, my God. <laughs> so many memories. I'm instantly transported. I had such a big of skins. Yeah. Did you, did you collect skins too? Oh, yeah. I'd actually forgotten about that. Um, that was amazing. You could customize uh, it. You had different EQs, and you know that was that was amazing. 
What do you remember any song you you listened on Winamp or or any album? I mean, that was the time of MP3s, obviously. But um, I remember skipping through Metallica songs. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I think okay. um, what would I, uh, everything everything was Winamp. Every possible part. Well, it says on the screen right now. It says NSYNC. I believe I had an NSYNC album. Um, the reason we're talking about Winamp is that they're they're rebranding it. They're apparently they're still around. You can still use Winamp. I did not know that. <laughs> Winamp is still downloadable and updated. And um, yeah, isn't that news, Dan? That enough is news, I think. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But they're turning it into a a social network to connect with musicians. And I saw this uh, on various news outlets and thought it was. It's not really news, but I just wanted an excuse to play the jingle. Winamp. It really whips the llama's ass. You're just showing a screen of Winamp. What does it say under my thumbnail? What does it, it say? Says, set set, set the, tone. the tone. All right. Well. I've joined up for the beta. You can join up for the beta if you like by going to Winamp's uh, website. I don't really know much about what they're going to do with it, but I just I felt so nostalgic. I had to mention it, had to give him a little plug. I don't know if it's going to work because it seems a bit MySpace to me, but but who yeah. knows? Who knows? Um, At least it provided us the chance to kind of dive back and, and, you know, have some old memories, reminisce a little bit about the old times. I think I even designed skins. I think it was that geeky. Yeah. Wow. Well, well, you're the guitar geek. So back in the day, you mm. were the skin geek. Skin, that's that's <laughs> a whole different subject. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh yeah just we've got um in case you're watching we've got uh sarang's partner's pottery plug which is instagram.com forward slash old stone ceramics 100 endorsed by uh the guitar geek and the guitar stories podcast hmm. yeah go and, go and spend some nice money she's got some good stuff <laughs> i uh, i just bought some for, for my mom for christmas yeah um all right, so we've got more news. It's not just about Winamp and, and stuff like that. We've got um, the Beatles have, um, have have a new release, <laughs> or rather, Peter Jackson. Um, Dan, the the Get Back documentary. Have you seen it yet? Not yet, but I've read so many good things. I've received so many messages from people telling me to watch it. Um, it must be pretty good. Did you did you already have a sneak peek into into the documentary? I've queued it up on Disney Plus. Uh, I haven't watched it okay. because I'm waiting for my home cinema to arrive. My my speakers. I'm just on a flat screen TV at the moment. It sounds awful. Um, All right. And the first thing I'm going to play through that is probably the the Winamp uh, jingle. Just a you know five point one <laughs> surround Winamp kicking llamas' asses. But no short answer. No, Dan. I haven't seen this documentary, but I am going to watch it on Saturday night. All things being well. And right. then we can talk about it again next week. But I think it's, I just want to bring it to people's attention because there's guitars in it. The last time the Beatles did something big was, for me, the the anthology series where they where they did the, um, they revisited some of their old outtakes and had these cassettes and CDs. And that changed my life. I wouldn't be here right now if it wasn't for that release. So I'm thinking that this documentary is going to do the same, hopefully, for another generation, another breed of musicians. Uh, this could be their in. So that's why I'm mentioning it. And if you haven't seen it yet, then maybe. Apparently, it's really good, as, as Dan said, and as it's been recommended. Uh, it's worth it just for George Harrison's trousers on that picture. <laughs> Green trousers. 
Um, All right. So yeah, queue so, it up on Disney Plus if you have the chance to. And next week we can talk about it. It will be a very interesting chat too. And, and get Disney Plus because then you can also watch the book of Boba Fett, which we will be talking about in the future as well. <laughs> did you Did you watch the latest trailer? I did. I did. Oh my god! Thirty seconds kinda, of goose, goosebumps. Yeah, I'm. I'm happy they've taken it down to seven episodes. I'd rather have less good stuff than more filler. Yeah, yeah. All is, killer, no filler. All killer. Fingers crossed. Yeah, just like this podcast, which may I bring to everybody's attention, we have zero technical problems right now. Um, yeah. It's snowing in Austria. Everyone knows that when it snows here, my internet dies. Yeah. <laughs> We're good. Oh, by the way, Dan, did you send Yvette the new link? Because we, we have a new link for the chat tonight. Okay. I, did. I just wanted to I ask did. you. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, I did. Cool. Well, I bet what you're thinking, that? everybody, that don't you wish you could um, you could smell like Tony Iommi? Don't you wish that, everybody? Well, now... Thanks to his new release, you can. Tony Iommi has a new single and an accompanying fragrance, which is called The Scent of Dark. And I watched and listened to the music, and um, I want to be as respectful as I can right now because Tony, Tony is, is, I can't even call him Tony. Tony Iommi is the godfather of metal. And. I think his new single just kind of sounds like someone trying out some software emulation software. Software. <laughs> oh, okay. It, it, I, I, I don't think it sounds any good, but the fact that it is to accompany and support a perfume slash fragrance that's aftershave or whatever, I think that's amazing. Yeah, I you mean, can buy Tony Army stuff. Yeah, Sorry, the big no, question what? to me is: is it is it like Tony Iommi smell before he goes on stage or afterwards? Uh, I don't know. I'm ho oh god! I just had a horrible thought. I can't even. Say I've got to say it now. But I was going. <laughs> this is where my brain goes. I was going to say maybe it's the smell of the inside of his fake finger. That's a disgusting kind of smell. Ooh. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, so I don't they, even they have describe? a price on it. Do they describe how it's supposed to smell? Like any kind of smell directions or, you know, where it takes inspiration from? Yes. Um, yeah. I have it here somewhere. One second. There we go. Uh, Tony Iommi, compact and versatile. Nope, that's something else. Um, <laughs> uh, the song is a doom-infused new single entitled Scent of Dark. We've covered that. Fitting for such a title, blah, blah, blah. Uh, he's he's done it with some guy called Sergio, who is big in perfume, but also plays guitar. And it is, the smell is described as paying homage to Iommi's Italian roots with tantalizing top notes of bergamot with oh, hang on, rum, Bulgarian geranium, and passion fruit, opening to cinnamon, Bulgarian rose, and patchouli at the heart. I have no clue what that means, but... Sounds good. I, as a guitar reviewer, I obviously have to somehow review that fragrance. I wonder how much oh, it is. Yes. Anybody in the chat know how much that is? Michael McFall <laughs> says it smells of cigarettes and bad decisions. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone wrote it smells like tube amps. <laughs> the smell of tube amps. The smell of tube amps. Uh, I'm down for yeah. that. 
<laughs> okay, well, Tony Iommi has a okay. fragrance and a new single. And who am I to judge the single? I don't really review music, but for me, I don't know. It needed, it needed Aussie. Yeah, agreed. But it's good to see him doing stuff. You know, great, great to see he's still knocking out the old fragrances. <laughs> <laughs> and to be honest, I, I prefer him like throwing out new guitars or old guitars on the market instead of uh, you know getting out fragrances. The agreed, smell of agreed. doom. Yeah, the smell of doom. Yeah, I, you know, but we had we, but we had Petrucci with it with the with the oil, the beard oil and oh yeah, so weird things. Yeah, so you know, <laughs> different folks, different strokes. So obviously, Iomi likes his fragrance in the morning. Why not? I mean, I, I, we. What do we know, Dan? We know nothing about. No, well, no, nothing. No. All right. The last bit of news is this, um, and there's the front. The Guitar Geek <laughs> Limited Edition Fronaments, which is a tree ornament. It doesn't have to go on the tree. You can go anywhere. You can hang it on your guitar if you want. Um, but what it is, yeah. and I've got it with me right now, is made by SJ and. Um, She's done this amazing job of making these life-size, life-size, well, life-size podcast. Hang on, can I make it life-size? That's about life-size there. Um, mm. Henning bought one. I can see that Henning's in the chat right now. He bought one for a hundred euros because we're raising money for charity. Uh, the charity is Sands, which is um, supporting the parents and families of stillborn children and neonatal death. It is very dear to me, and I would like you to spend all your money that you can, not on a fragrance or even, you know, on a Patreon, maybe on Sands. And if you want one, I'm about to put the auction live. And I'm on the page right now, Dan. I'm about to click mm -hmm. list with displayed fees. I'm going to click it. This is guaranteed where eBay gives me um, a some kind of error message. So if that does happen, I will continue to try this yeah it's 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 saving the draft and it's telling me there's an error of course because that's what happens on a live show <laughs> it looks it well, looks rather big ornament it is i mean it's a pick shape uh that's not my yeah. real hair but she's done an amazing job including some of the gray hair which yeah. I, ca I can only be impressed by um okay <laughs> e ebay's logged me out that's what the problem is because I, I spent so long um messing around hang on submit the listing please ebay oh the listing has a needs a minimum price of okay i have to put a minimum price of course uh and it's deleted all the stuff that i had there earlier oh wonderful that's good to know dan <laughs> yeah <laughs> for next time so are you are you listing one fronament or two or what's the, what's the deal uh one is what there were th well, there are four I'm keeping All one right. because, you know, Henning has bought one. There are two okay. up for auction. Two left. two left. One is going up right now. And then the idea is, um, I'm just trying, I'm typing and talking at the same time. Uh, Fronormand. There we go. Um, the idea is that we do this live now so that it, the bidding and the auction ends next week during the show so we can push more people to buy starting price and then the second one i'm not exactly sure when i'm going to put that live i might put it live tomorrow um but the idea is to get it for christmas so as soon as possible i'm attempting to list it submitting the listing 
yeah, so, okay, the item is for sale. So now I have the link, which I can now post in the chat, which I don't have loaded up. Wonderful. Hang on, YouTube. I've got to go to my own YouTube channel. How crazy is that? <laughs> there we go. And then we get this echo. Right, everybody. Everybody in the chat, that is the link for the item. Um, go and bid on it. I have not filled out the item description description properly because it just deleted it all on me. I will do it properly later on. The shipping is set at a flat rate of £5. So if it's any more, I will pay the extra. If it's any less, tough cheese. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, so go and bid. Um, it's right here. And I'll also write a little letter. You know, we're raising money for a very, very worthwhile charity. Uh, I'll put the um, the link also in the video description of this video. And Dan will probably put it in the, the podcast uh, description. Absolutely. Is that possible? Thank you, mate. Yep, absolutely. Um, and we'll keep up to date with that because that's, that's pretty awesome. Um, and that's the eBay stuff done. I'm amazed it went that smoothly. It only failed once. It's not very guitar stories, is it? <laughs> no, but well, it's tech stories. <laughs> tech stories. Okay. I really wonder um, when, I, when I look at that image, I really wonder if your hand is so big or if the fronament is really large. But I think it's both. I can, I can recreate uh, that for you. There you go. All right. Yeah. 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 So it's it's both. Yeah. I mean, if you were using we'll make that it. on a pick. Yeah. Can you can you Sorry. play the guitar with that? Probably not, right? Well, technically, it's it's felt. So don't people play jazz with felt? Yeah, felt pick. Why not? But it will it will make an even better fronament on your on your Christmas tree, and uh, it will be an amazing it will be amazing Christmas with that fronament. So guys out there, bid for it! Oh, we have some bids already. Charlie Cooper says he's the highest bidder. That item is mine. Oh, <laughs> I don't think he really gets the idea of eBay, right? <laughs> um, we got two bids. We're currently on ninety nine p. Excellent. Come on. Come on. I need it. I need it. No, no, no. <laughs> Charlie Coop-171. I know who you are, Charlie Cooper. Right. Um, so, yeah, don't necessarily do it now, but don't wait. Don't wait to the last minute. You know, go and go and get some money somewhere. Right. Um, I had trouble finding picks for this week, Dan. Gear picks. But then, All right. But then uh, you helped. I did? Yeah, you did because right. you were made re you were made remember that we took a few weeks off when either you, I, or both of us were ill or whatever, and I realized there were some gear picks that I missed during the year mm. recently that I wanted to talk about. So that's my gear picks this week. I've gone slightly back in time. I hope that's okay for everybody. Um, of course. But I'd like to talk about your picks first. After I say thank you to Mikhail for the super chat witty remark so that's where he's he's left his witty remark he's just written witty remark thanks thank <laughs> okay um oh just just a quick update we're up to 16 pounds on the ebay auction that's phenomenal that's great uh, they are, right they are bidding me already like uh... oh you're bidding as well are you dan oh. yeah i did but i'm i'm, I'm i'd bid all the time you know i'm, I'm like the highest bidder and then just 22 pounds just seconds after that, I'm outbid. That's just also, it says five pounds express delivery. It might not be that express. <laughs> just so you know, uh, Henning, you don't need to bid again. You've you've already bought one, but thank you. Buy one for Leslie. Buy one for the dogs. Buy two. Um, the limited edition. It's never going to happen again. 
maybe. We had 42 pounds already, by the way. I wonder who bid that. I don't know. But okay, well that's great. Forty two pounds—that's that's phenomenal. Maybe, maybe Henning made a made a good cut last week with hundred euros. <clears throat> you never know. You never, you never know. know. Maybe he's gonna <laughs> whatever. Yeah, hundred pounds could be the bargain of the week. Okie dokie. <laughs> I'm very proud. I will I will put the other one um, live soon, and you'll find out on my social media where and when that is. Let's go for Doctor Dan's pick of the week. Yes. <laughs> These are actually three guitars. It's your turn to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. So actually, ESP LTT released a couple of guitars. Um, they have, uh, like I think, three new signature models. And one of the most interesting ones is the one that I picked as my pick of the week. It's the uh, Alan Ashby signature guitar, the AA1. And what I found interesting is that it's a really reduced t shaped guitar with only one pickup in the bridge and wow. if you show the previous picture it's got a neck through construction and this is kind of rare or a set neck uh. construction i'm not 100 sure yeah um it's got a lot of a lot of features that that we already know from from the ibanez lineup too Ting. Whoops. like just <laughs> hey you sneaky sneaky <laughs> oh, <wrong laughs> that one. was that was the, that was the wrong one there you go yeah, like Jesco Evo gold frets and, you know, something like that. Or um, it's got brushed gold EMG 81 pickups. Um, and I, I really like just the look of it. You know, it's a very reduced guitar. It's a very, you know, traditionally oriented guitar, but with, with all the, you know, modern bells and whistles, like only one pickup, one knob, neck through construction. And, uh, yeah, it just looks like a very sleek axe. And, um, yeah, I liked it. So of Mice and Min, definitely a, a band to check out. But also the guitar, guitar signature guitar is a very interesting model. And that was my first pick of the week. Since you are into tellies a lot, and I, I watched your uh, documentary about, or your vlog about the rehearsal where you considered uh -huh. playing a telly, would that be a guitar for you to bring to the rehearsal? No, because it's a more blues band thing more uh almost i hate to say it it's almost as much about the look as it is about the sound um <laughs> in the sense that we're, we're we want to look like a, a a blues band and i think that is too modern looking okay not that i hang on let me just explain i love it i absolutely love that but for that band for that blues rock band that ain't the right guitar. It's it's a little bit too metal, a little bit too modern for that. All right, okay. But Plus, like I, in I, general, I, I need I need a neck pickup. I'm afraid I, I need to go super chocolatey. Ooh, okay. But basically, we agree that the looks are pretty insane on that one. The black, like the black flat gold combination is pretty rad. Uh, the the ebony fretboard with no inlays. That's just how it's supposed to be. But Very I nice. I. I'm getting Harley Benton vibes. There's a Harley oh, Benton that looks like that. And yeah, there's a, a super cheap Harley Benton that that looks better, <laughs> as in it looks more <laughs> expensive, but but I am I'm getting vibes of that. Okay. So what, what would you like be it. like what would be missing when you say it, it doesn't look expensive enough? Is it the headstock? Is it like by the way it's a I'm not, I'm not saying it doesn't look expensive enough. I'm just saying it's very mm -hmm. reminiscent reminiscent of the Harley okay. Benton model that I can't remember what it is right now. But it's basically if someone said to you, 
um, black telly gold hardware, they could be describing either one of those guitars. But the mm-hmm. Harley Benton is, is bolt-on. Uh, um, if you look on the back, then that is super sleek and attention to detail. And price will be uh, higher, I guess. Yeah, I think it's like thirteen, fourteen hundred US dollars. Okay, so so let's call it six, more. So, six, yeah. six Harley Bentons then. <laughs> is that is that the new currency? I thought we were like with. What was oh no, we're on Jeffs, aren't we? One and a half Jeffs. Yeah, yeah, correct. So yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Also, just as a, as an aside, with the Harley Benton, the way and the same as this, the way the it's a neck, the string through, the way the strings come over the tunematic bridge. On the Harley Benton, they touch the bridge rather than the saddles on several of those models. So mm-hmm. I'm not a big fan of that model. I think it's too cheap. And yes, Michael Bolton. No, Sorry. it's neck through. It's not Bolton. No, but the Harley <laughs> Benton is. That was an inside <laughs> yeah, joke for right. Henning and I. Um, I know, I know. <laughs> I'm interested in the placement of the volume knob. I, I, it just seems like, I, I think from a, from a practical point of view, brilliant. But it seems like it's out there on its own. Does that make sense? Yeah, I don't know if you like plays a lot with the volume to to achieve certain tones because he obviously only you know sticking to the bridge pickup, so maybe he needs to tone it down occasionally. Oh. Um, but it's a very it's a very unconventional position for metal guitar because usually you know you want to have the the volume part a little bit further away so you can go all down downstrokes, you know. Great, or just hire Dan and a microphone. For your metal guitar pieces. <laughs> um, Sarang says that's a strap player's volume knob. I agree. I'm, I'm not, again, not knocking it. I'd love to play it to um, to have a look. Um, I, I think it's a great pick of the week. But may we move on to your next pick, Tom? Absolutely. Um, your next pick is something that is an exclusive, I believe. Mm-hmm. And these are two guitars that are part of the Ibanez, thank you, Genesis collection, and uh, you know apparently they've popped up in the in the forums on Facebook and Instagram, and I received a lot of messages. So uh, yeah, I think it would be a good pick. Okay, because Henning, uh, Henning, oh sorry, Andy was already nitpicking, and he said, Whoa! you know, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You said you are. Well, am I supposed to say that? No, you, you say I'm I'm acting like Henning because he was nitpicking that it's you know technically not a new guitar it's just a new finish and i fully agree but it's still my pick of the week uh, or my second pick of the week because i think there was a lot of buzz going on for these models and i also like that uh, a couple like you know legacy colors are coming back like uh, vampire kiss so much buzz that i had no idea existed and i searched really far this week for gear that i couldn't <laughs> find so much buzz dan see see one question from henning cool. locking tuners you're looking in the wrong places. Locking tuners? I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I don't think so because it's got a a, a tremolo. So, oh. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But then it doesn't no, need locking not... tuners if it's if it's got um, what's it called that <laughs> that knock knockoff Floyd Rose stuff that you do. <laughs> yeah, the knockoffs. Yeah, it's a double locking. It's the original M trem, uh, edge tremolo and double locking. So it doesn't necessarily like technically need. Locking tuners, but I understand that for ease of changing strings, etc., these are preferred for some players. <coughs> Henning, and uh, you know, but actually, I really like that uh, that uh, we see those colors coming back, and also the Genesis line, the the RG five six five has been such a success for for Ibanez throughout twenty twenty one. 
Um, actually, in late 2020, those got uh, released. And um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I find it pretty cool to see that these are back. And um, these are two colors that are Sweetwater exclusive so far. So yeah, we'll see. Maybe we see them. We see other I colors. Saw, we see the same colors. I saw Tyler from Sweetwater pop up in the chat just a moment ago. So he's probably thanking you dearly. Um, so <laughs> I think we're actually being watched by Sweetwater. So Sweetwater, there is, there's your plug. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 like, I like it, Dan. It's just, you know. Yeah uh new colors you know really? yeah i know but i i've got i got a, a soft spot for those kind of old models because this that that rg565 line is a reissue of the original models that came out in 91 92 and even with the with the square heel you know when you when you look at the uh, the close-up of the vampire kiss uh, one with the with the square heel that's just something that is yeah the blue one that's something that is so unique and i mean it's old school, but it's also pretty cool that it's still part of the lineup because it, it oozes so much Ibanez history, you know. And yeah, I've just got a soft spot for these. They come with Ibanez's own. Um... So I missed a couple there. Imagine that I pressed yeah. that ten times. No, no worries. Infinity R and uh, V8 pickups, and also what what I find very interesting is you've got a, a humbucker in single coil format on the neck position that is a ceramic, so very hot and very like shrill, you know, harsh kind of pickup. What people call harsh, and you have a V8 Alnico in the bridge, so it's kind of you know oh. usually people people tend to to do the oh, other okay. way around, so they put the ceramic in the bridge position and the Alnico in the neck position, but here it's the other way around, and I think it works amazingly well. It's a really I think, cool tone. And I think you said exactly the same thing when we did the original colors. Is that uh, a, about no, really? I think because yeah. I, I remember you saying it, and, and unless I am inside your brain or we spend so much time together virtually that I can predict what you've said, yeah, then that was your selling point, and it is still oh. correct. It's just, I, I, I'd like to move on, please. How, how do and you like any, the colors? Ah, oh, wonderful, brilliant, love it. Could, <laughs> I, I can't see how the world existed without these colors before. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> no, with respect, I think the blue is killer. Um, I I I like it very much. Um, yeah. So, lucky Sweetwater to have those exclusives. Hope they. Sell I don't well like the. And, no, I don't uh, like the the red one. Is that Vampire's Kiss? Is that the one you said? Yep. Yep. Vampire's I don't Kiss. like that. I think that looks cheap. I think the blue one looks cool. You're so rude. So Sorry, mean. Dan. Sorry. Andy's pick of the week is oh Dan's off talking to somebody. I wonder he's he's talking to. Um, it's the EHX Intelligent Harmony you. Machine. Uh, oh, he's not talking to me. He's he's doing it. Hello, Dan. Yeah, hello. You're facing the wrong way. You need to face the other way because we're mirror imaged on screen. There we go. <laughs> um, my pick of the week first one is Intelligent Harmony Machine from Electro Harmonics. It's kind of like a pitchforky kind of thing but more so it is basically the, the most i can liken it to is if you want to play stuff like iron maiden and brian may but you're on your own and you don't have a guitar friend then you could do it on your own by using this pedal and judging by the video that ehx released themselves sounds pretty good so um so i, I loads of buttons look at those knobs dan a lot of knobs are you talking to me again <laughs> so what's the what's the the exact purpose for that how would you how would you use the intelligent harmony machine 
let's say in a band context or at home well pretty much as i said when you weren't talking to me if you wanted to play iron maiden and you didn't have a second guitar in the band then um you could do by by doing that and it it knows the key it's intelligent it does chords as well as just single notes so it's got a poly mode um if you were a single guitar player doing looping and stuff that would sound amazing i really do recommend that you watch the electro harmonics video on it and I'm, I'm talking to you dan and everybody in the world because they do some kind of country thing which mixes uh a, a like a lap steel um with a, oh. a telly and it sounds phenomenal so it's it's this really clean kind of old twangy sound and i love uh -huh. what the the demo guy's done with it it's beautiful um it sounds good also it's made in the usa so it's designed and made in the usa all right i mean it sounds um, pretty interesting it's quite expensive it's about 200 bucks so just over 200 okay. bucks it's not cheap but um i think it could unlock a lot of different sounds for a lot of fun loving people mm -hmm. also i can see, think, see it in a, in a band situation if you're like the, the sole guitar guitar player but you want to have a little bit of a tonal variance a little bit of more like mm. add to your overall tone I think for some instances it could, that could be pretty pretty interesting, but it's got to be good. If it sounds like a synthesizer or or just like artificially, I, I don't see it. So it will be interesting to try that out and also see how easy it can be used. Is it really stage ready, or is it just for the for the home engineer that's kind of you know dialing in tones in the in their bedroom and, and trying to figure sure. out next cool the next cool patch. Yeah. Well, I, I reached out to EHX to ask about uh, doing a review for one, and they are very, the parts inside are very hard to find due to the shortage. So either that or they're just BSing me. But um, <laughs> um, I just realized that as I was saying it. Very sorry, Andy, but the parts are very hard to find. Um, I, I want to try one because the tracking in the video is phenomenal. It sounds good. It doesn't sound synthesized to answer your question, Dan. And. Uh, as I said, with that sort of clean telecastery twangy style, it still sounds like the second guitar, the harmonized part, still sounds like a guitar. Hmm. Uh, people in the chat are saying that it looks like an old computer, or Amanda says yeah. it looks like a medical device from 1967. Sorry, what I will it, say is I've got some of those nano boring. things. The knobs okay. on the nano pedals are a nightmare because they're smooth and they're small, and I can't mm. grab them with my big sausagey fingers. Mm. Let's go to my next pick because I can see we've just been joined by our guest for the evening, so I'm excited mm -hmm. to talk to Yvette. Um, but uh, we're doing our next picks. Uh, Yvette is just warming up with a rather nice-looking guitar around her neck. Uh, <laughs> another pick from, from old is this, the new band tamps from Joyo, because... They're very well priced, and I once sold one to Billy Gibbons, and I wanted to be able to say that on the podcast as a bit of a flex. <laughs> <laughs> the new ones are the Meteor 2, which is the orange one, so I'd love to see what Charlie Cooper has to say about that, and the Tweedy, which is the one that I'm going to focus on in this little section. The Tweedy is a Fender Tweed star amp, uh, 20 watts, so the Bandamp stuff is a uh, preamp valve solid state power amp and this one is basically that pedal the joyo american sound pedal with an amp so i love that pedal it's very cheap it's got a great sound the, the bang for buck on that pedal is huge 
and um, they've now turned it into an amp. Dan, thoughts? I love the name. If it if it sounds any good, I'm I'm all game for that one. Um, I mean, Tweedy, come on, that's super cute. And I know you love the pedal. So did you did you try the amp already? No, no, they just um, no. okay. they announced it um, and then put it on as Joyo often do, as I've learned. They announced it <laughs> secretly and then just put it on Instagram as well. Screw it. Yeah, oh. let's let's just put it out when when it's not quite ready. Um, okay. okay. Henning is asking if there's a tube inside. If it follows everything like the other band tamps, which Henning would know, uh, then this must have a tube inside, I would say. All right. Does it, but does it have an effects channel too? A what? Effects channel? So you can put in effects, in and out. Effect effects in, loop. Effect Sorry. Um, yeah, effects yeah. I, I don't know. Uh, if the other band temps yeah. do, then this one does as well. I didn't do much research. It was a long time ago. Right. I just know that okay. for the price that's going to be, it's interesting. It's just kind of missing the the tweed look of an amp. So it, it doesn't look... It should uh, be a little bit... It should be a little bit more yellowish to really just, you know, fit the name Tweedy. Exactly. Uh, Mikhail said in the chat that it should be more Tweety yellow which is is very clever Mikhail. <laughs> and charlie says that the orange one looks cool great thanks charlie yeah but um they already released the meteor this is a meteor xl so it's got more stuff in it All right. and that is that is is that everything for my picks of the week yeah i only had two this week so it is time to buy borrow or burn and then when we decided yes. what we're buying borrow or burning we're going to bring in our guest bye <laughs> ah, that was it better the second time okay everybody you've got to buy something you've got to borrow something you've got to burn something uh we have four three five five picks four 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 okay dan what were your picks this week remind us please sir of course we had the aa1 the limited uh or not limited the ltd tele style guitar for the of Meisenman guitar player we had the sweetwater exclusive rg565 then your picks were the Electro Harmonics. Uh, fill me in. What was the the name? Intelligent Harmonizer. Intelligent Harmonizer. Okay. Let's call it that. Yeah, it's, that's probably not the. It was a, it was a three word name. In, intelligent Harmony Machine. I beg your pardon. Harmony Machine. All right, there you go. And we had uh, the Joyo mini amps, the Tweedy. Yeah. Let's uh, look in the chat. We've got um, Studio Humil. Buy the LTD, borrow the pedal, burn the Ibanez. Sorry, Dan. It's a, it's a bad start, Daniel. It's a bad start. Yeah. No, um, Pooh Ninja, buy the EHX, borrow the Tweedy, and burn the fibers to get Andy on real internet. Okay, uh, I was talking to Pooh Ninja earlier. I have fiber optic internet literally meters from my house, and they won't complete the next section. So... Yeah, it's right there, right in front of me. Carrot on a stick. Um, Fergie in France, <laughs> buy the Ibanez in blue. Very predictable. Borrow the Harmony pedal and burn the Joyo because I don't need one, but all good picks. Nice. All right. Uh, let's, let's do two more from the chats. Big Al's music, muscles, and magic. What a combination. Buy the pedal, <laughs> borrow the Ibanez, burn the LTD. Sounds good. All right. Valeria, burn the Fronament, borrow the Joyo out of curiosity, and burn that Frankenstein of a pedal. <gasps> <laughs> Valeria. 
<laughs> Valeria, dear, dear, I thought we were friends. Um, let's see. See, Henning is still in the chat and doesn't understand the concept of the game, Henning. Nope. Got to nope. say that the Ibby is rather nice, so buy that. You've got to tell us the other two things as well. Yeah. Oh, here's hang a good on. point. And it's still yeah. lucky tuners. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, but fair. He's got 55 more episodes to learn how the game goes until he's re-invited to the podcast, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you floored me then, mate. Thank you, Henning. <laughs> um, right, I'm going to guess for Dan. Here we go. <clears throat> All right. Dan is going to buy the LTD. He's going to borrow the Ibanez from Sweetwater, and he's going to burn the pedal. Uh-uh. Dang. Uh-uh. Nope. Nope. I'll... I think I would burn the amp because I've, I've got no use for the amp, but I like it. So, you know, it really... It really... It's tough, but I'll, I'll probably burn the amp. Um, when it comes to the harmonizer, I really would like to try that, so I'd probably uh, borrow that from you and just give it a shot, and maybe if I like it, then I could still buy it. And, of course, there's there's no alternative. I'm, I'm just a sucker for the old RG, so I would buy the RG565 in blue, of course, in laser blue. Technically, you didn't say Ibanez, but I just did, so that's fine. Right. Um, Charlie Cooper is going to borrow the Ibanez blue. He's going to buy the pedal and burn the Joyo. Nothing wrong with the Joyo. It's me. That's fine. <laughs> it sounds I like take a breakup. Joyo. You know, it's, there's nothing yeah, wrong with it. It's just, it's just me. It's just me. <laughs> I'd, I'd take an, like a, an OR50 and smash the Joyo with a real big, I don't know, PPC cab or something. <laughs> Um, Dan, <laughs> what what do you think I would yeah. go for, my friend? Because I got yours wrong, and I'm disappointed in myself. Yeah, I hear you would. Oh, that's a, that's a tough one. That's a really tough one. I think you would burn the LTD because you've got no use for such modern guitars. You would borrow the harmonizer to fiddle around with it, and you would buy the Joyo because there's always need for another amp, and you could use it maybe at a rehearsal. Uh, no. Yes. Maybe. I actually can't decide. So you, I, I, I'll say you're kind of right, but okay. I, out of I take the, that. Out of the guitars, yeah. Moving on. Next, next segment. Uh, out of the guitars, I would. I actually quite like the LTD, but it was giving me that those nightmares from the Harley Benton, which was a nightmare to set up. So, I would always feel like I'm playing that. Uh, I think I would, but I really want to try the pedal. The pedal has to be there somewhere. Okay. Because then it makes it makes me feel like I've got a friend when I play guitar. Uh, <laughs> you, you've got a second guitar player in your band, don't you? Yeah, and no bass. So we need a third guitar yeah. player before we have a bass player. Incidentally, if anyone's thing, in Austria and wants to play bass in my band, you know, feel free. <laughs> but here's the thing. The good, with the harmonizer, if it really works, you can just get rid of the second guitar player and have all the food and the beer at gigs for yourself. I'm hoping he that? might drive the bus. I'm hoping he's going to drive. So, ah, right. Or so I could just take a day off. Yeah, yeah. Or he needs to learn to how to play the bass. We are discussing whether one of us should do the old Paul McCartney thing, but uh, <laughs> I love playing bass. But I'm not a bass player, so 
Yeah. Mikhail is asking, does the bass player have to be in Austria? No, but we rehearse on Fridays. <laughs> this Friday, in fact. You're welcome. Bring biscuits. Um, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say you're right, Dan, just because I can't remember what we said and I started talking about playing bass. But you, you weren't right. that wrong. You weren't that wrong. But um, I do want to try the Joyo. I do want to try the pedal. I guess the two guitars were the least exciting for me this week. And also Sweetwater don't deliver to Austria, so not much chance of that happening. Hmm. All right, I hear. Um, but before we move on, Dan, there was one pick that was very clearly obvious for this week that we didn't pick because I can see one right now and she's playing it. So there was a very clear gear choice for this week in the green room and Dan's got one as oh my goodness there it is it's orange it's sparkly it's gorgeous look at that it's sorry it's uh, it's Yvette Young's new signature guitar and Dan if I may I would like to guest pre-roll and then bring in Yvette who may or may not be dressed as Spider-Man <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Yvette. Hi. Oh, am I like super hey. laggy? Yeah, you are super laggy. It's awesome. That's but so don't worry strange. About it too much. I'm like, hmm. Hmm. I wonder if it's my internet. Oh, we were doing so uh, well, but never mind. Don't worry about it. If you need to go away and come back, that's absolutely fine. Okay. Could... I will I will hang up and, and try this again. I have a feeling it might be better on my phone, um, but there's no way to do this on my phone, right? Yeah, uh, you just if you get, click, click if you that AirPods, phone. yeah. Headphones. Okay, let me let me try to put, figure that out. I'm so put put ears in. Okay. And we'll we'll talk I'm about your guitar that. whilst you're gone, and then as okay. soon as I see you appear, we'll bring you back in. See you in a moment. See you in a bit. <laughs> so Dan, oh, Yvette's yes. new guitar. Um, I mean that's not the main reason we have Yvette back is because she's awesome, and yeah. uh, it's an honor to have her back on the show and. I can't wait for the next hour of our lives to un to unveil itself. But um, what's the model number of this guitar? Just it's the YY ten twenty, and and it's twenty. A complete coincidence that this got released today because we kind of decided that we want to have Yvette back on the show because it was one of the one of the most intense episodes and also one of the most fun episodes. So we we asked her when she would be available. And then all of a sudden that kind of appeared on the horizon. And so, yeah, it was like all the planets aligning super well. And uh, yeah, now it's release day. We got her on the show, does a cool new video. And yeah, this is the new YY20 AT inspired signature guitar. But I don't want to go too much into details because Yvette can tell us much more about the, the process of finding her guitar. I can just tell I had way too much fun with it i had my the, the rectifier in the showroom cranked up third channel and it's it was so much fun oh boy actually well, I, it, I i was using i was using a wireless system and it ran out of battery so that's how much fun i had with it and those things hold four hours of charge if i remember correctly <laughs> that's right <laughs> okay that that's that's a good enough endorsement i like it um we also have the video that uh ibanez and yvette released today and we're going to uh, we're going to play a little bit of that because it's phenomenal and a lot of fun, and and silly and quirky and wonderfully shot and with some great music in it. All those things all rolled into one. Um, Yvette has just joined us back in the green room. Let's go 
to the chat and see if she's going to be there. Almost. Hang on. I have to assign you to a guest. There we go. Hello. Hello. I think this is much better, right? That's Isn't beautiful. Much better? Better. Yeah. yeah. Perfect. <laughs> Amazing. Sorry about hey. that. <laughs> no worries. AT AT and T can suck my ass. <laughs> <laughs> so Dan's the only one with a decent connection at the moment, and that's because Ivan yeah. is paying for it. <laughs> Usually I'm I'm six megapixel Dan, you know. Dan's normally potato right, Dan, but this week he's also yeah, looking yeah. beautiful. Have you got a new skin regime, by the way, Dan? No, it's lovely. Thank you very much. You, you, you know what's funny is when I was when I was on the cyber green room, I was actually noticing how immaculate both of you look and like just <laughs> glowing. So. <laughs> It's uh, it's the Austrian air that I walked my son to kindergarten this morning and I nearly got my afro blown off my head. It was so windy. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, same here. But it was Wind full of health. In snow. <laughs> so, mm. so. Yvette, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Um, thank you so much for bringing back what you brought back, what you brought back on the uh, Instagram post as well about Spider-Man. Right. I totally forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> this is a this is this I don't I know like this is the uh it's not as recognizable but this is what Toby Maguire wore in the um in the the fifth Spider-Man movie uh just a sweater and jeans uh you know uh, yeah. kind of what <laughs> do you remember that Yeah I, I, now you bring it up I do it, it's it's not very clear but yes <laughs> <laughs> Yeah it was it was when Spider-Man became a regular citizen again yeah. <laughs> that you are far from being a regular citizen come on L look at you look at that video you released today look at that guitar um we have the video so would you mind if we just play a little bit i'm gonna yeah you can watch me react in real time okay if that young reacts to if that young's video here we go <clears throat> things are heating up Ice cream! Come and get your ice cream! Ice cream? I'm pretty sure I heard ice cream. What flavors you got? Whatever flavor you could dream up. You don't strike me as a vanilla kind of guy. Me? Vanilla? No way. <laughs> you seem like you could get down with your fruitier side. Hey, we still talking ice cream here? <laughs> I got just the flavor for you. <laughs> Yowza! Now that's a popsicle! <laughs> I've got to stop it there because that's my favorite part. <laughs> um, Yowza, now that's a popsicle. <laughs> did, did you also write the script or were you just co-writing it? Unfortunately, I did the whole treatment and script. Ivan has made a mistake of trusting me to, to do something <laughs> <laughs> serious. No, actually, they, they all know. It's funny because I was talking to Mike and I did a clinic for them once. And then he gave me feedback. He was like, they were expecting you to like be more funny. But like, this is just a normal clinic. And I'm just like, oh, my bad. Like, I didn't realize I had this reputation. <laughs> but yeah. Um, this is my terrible script, and I'm sorry. <laughs> I think it's perfect. I, I think had it been any more, any 
if it was it's not too sensible which is wonderful i think it does i mean we don't know each other very well but what i do know of you i see embodied in this uh epic masterpiece i'm gonna Being skip it towards, <laughs> yeah i'm gonna skip it to this part just because i want other people to go and see your video but we're just going to show you playing some amazing music i'll take it <laughs> Hey, you! That's my cart, and that's my uniform! What did I tell you about selling guitars to my ice cream customers? I'm gonna call the cops on you! Jeepers! Gotta go! Now, again, I'm going to stop it so people go and watch that for real. But do you do your own stunts or was that a stunt double? So, you know, what's really funny is I uh, so we were the same size. So I actually took off my clothes and I wore his clothes and he did the jump for me because there's no way I could have landed that with the guitar. Like I can move and play. That's fine. But just doing that jump with the instrument is like just asking for a concussion for me. And I'm, I'm trying to not have a concussion. Um, that's one of my goals for this year, actually. It's a good hobby, uh, great hobby. So, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, having a concussion. No, not having a, a concussion <laughs> is a great hobby. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at it so far and I'm trying to keep that track record up. So yeah, we, we just traded clothes. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> Awesome. Um, yeah. Congratulations. I think it's wonderful. Uh, also, congratulations to Ibanez for allowing you to do that. I think that anything else would have been a mistake. You know, I I feel like I just, I always want to do things a little differently. And I feel like ads can be kind of boring and sterile. So I'm like, how can I make people laugh and then also just inform them about the thing I'm releasing? And I don't yeah. know. I just feel like stuff sticks more when it makes me laugh. I remember it. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. And you can, you can tell that there's that moment when you're like uh, telling the specs that that's like the serious part. It's a very subtle, like a very short period and a very subtle element. But like, all right, I've got I've got my numbers and I've got my specs correct. But then the rest is all just so much fun. And, you know, uh, it's <laughs> jeepers. It's just hilarious. It's, it's It was really tough to kind of, you know, up the ante after the original video for the YY10 where you were the mad scientist, you know, coming yeah. up with the swine green colors. <laughs> And that was already yeah. a great video, but the new one, it's just, it's just insane. And I really like that it's polarizing. There are quite a few people, you know, that were commenting, oh, that's creepy or, you know, that's cringe or, you know, whatever. But there yeah. are also like 90% of people that say, oh my gosh, I had so much fun with that video. And that's just what it's all about. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know, humor is not for any, for everybody. Some people just don't want to have fun and that's okay. That's like, <laughs> I like, honestly, I feel like nothing... I, I was t just talking to uh, Mike this morning about everything and I was just like, I don't know, like I want people to know that you can have fun and make music and like it, it doesn't have to be this serious thing where you're like taking serious pictures all the time and like inaccessible and like too cool for a school. Like I think that's a great way to kind of put people off to playing guitar because for a lot of people, I've talked to people trying to pick it up. It seems like this daunting, like really scary thing um they're like i don't even know where to start like i i suck i can't shred you know i think it's the focus is on the wrong place i think to get more people to want to play guitar and to like kind of 
build this community you have to be welcoming and friendly and like what better way to do it than just have a goofy ass time make fun of yourself not take everything too seriously but like still get the job done you know mm-hmm. yeah i, I couldn't agree more actually if, if you compare like learning the guitar I, I still don't get why why the the rate of people that quit playing the guitar is so high you know what what you can read obviously from you know statistics like fender play and and those kind of uh apps and, and and systems because if you if you compare that with learning how to ride a bike you don't quit that process you just learn how to ride a bike and at a certain point you you can ride a bike you probably don't ride a bike like a bmx champion but you can ride a bike in a in a, in a proper way like everyday you know use so why do people quit playing guitar before they reach a level that is like satisfactory for the everyday you know demands like playing chords and you know comping and, and stuff like that so i think sometimes that that community that can be a little bit too uh, toxic or um you know to make it a commo- to, to make it too too competitive that is a little bit of a hindrance and if you take it more in a comedic way and, and you know have fun with what you do i think that's the perfect perfect starting point for not quitting anything and just you know moving on and moving on and you know reaching level after level after level yeah i genuinely have so much fun like every time i pick up my guitar and play i I can't help but to smile like it's not even like (laughs) i have to force myself like i legitimately have a shit eating grin like every single time i'm playing and like i don't know it's just i think i think it's such a magical transformative thing um going back to your point about why people are quitting um so quickly I, I, I gotta say, I think it, it's partially due to like the whole culture of like, you have to like shred and be impressive on the instrument. I think there needs to be more of a focus on good songwriting. Um, I think technique mm-hmm. is very important and, and, and really useful, but like, I think, I don't know, I have more fun trying to write like a cool song or even covering a song that I love that makes me feel a certain way rather than just sitting there trying to be really fast and like impressive. So. Um, I think it's partially due to culture, and I'm not going to get too heady with this, but I also think it's partially due to people's shortened attention spans because of, like, mm. I don't know, social media and everything. <laughs> like, yeah. it's, like, such a difficult place to exist because you're constantly having other people's work being pushed in your face, so you can't help but to, like, compare yourself. And then also mm-hmm. just attention spans have been on the decline. So <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just people want, like, instant gratification. But the thing I've loved most about guitar is, like, it's been a constant journey for me where I feel like every year I improve. Like I haven't, I don't think I'm like, I've been playing particularly long compared to a lot of my peers. And I do definitely have like imposter syndrome sometimes, but like every year I'm like, dang, I like got better at that one thing. And like, I learned how to do this other thing. And like, I feel like constantly the world is being opened up. Um, I don't think I've hit a limit yet. So. Yeah. I think that's especially with the the style of music that you play, or it's not the style of music, the style that you tend to play a lot or you're famous for. I don't think you have um, that many peers, if that makes sense. And in the sense that many guitar players start playing rock and power chords and more rock and blues, pentatonic. Um, That's a very wide pool of people playing that and this competitive and also sometimes negative um, inf- reinforcement. But with you, the way you play it and your style, which I'm sure some of the people would love to hear about, and I know we covered it in the last podcast, but I'd love to talk about it, and maybe you can play for us a little bit as well. That would be cool. <laughs> but I think the way that you play makes people stop, look, and listen. 
and question their playing as well and, and not in a competitive way the way that you play i i love watching you play and i try and catch as much of it as i can because it makes me realize that what i'm doing there's what i'm trying to say there's there's many ways to approach the same goal which is to have fun or, or make some sound and when you play it puts you on a different playing field to people that are playing blues for example does any of that make any sense am i just walked off on a on a tangent <laughs> weird I, I feel like i haven't got my point across but this competitiveness that we talk about with music is often stuck with people that are not doing what you do that's what i'm trying to say I totally understand what you're saying. Um, it's funny because I grew up playing competitively, quite literally. Like I was a classical pianist and I did competitions and I had to like basically, uh, you know, outplay everyone else. And that was just so unfulf unfulfilling to me just because I think also to some extent, like, yes, you can create like parameters to judge art, but it is subjective at the end of the day like it's hard to put objectivity on art you know um without limiting it um without putting it in a box so i think for me the whole reason why i started like teaching myself guitar and like playing this place because i was like oh, i just want to like write music that i i'm excited by and i don't want to like compare myself to other people because i did plenty of that in my childhood um kind of i mean like just like this commercial just kind of do my own thing and like enjoy it <laughs> So I, I completely understand what you're saying. Um, I do feel <laughs> it's funny when you're like, you don't have many peers and like, yeah, forever alone. Um, but I think <laughs> I think it's exciting because I think a lot of people are, are starting to um, explore the, uh, I guess, the possibilities of guitar more. Um, a lot of people are opening up their tastes. And um, I think thanks, thanks to the internet, actually, um, information just spread so much quicker and and um people can learn about different genres and educate themselves about music so easily uh so i think it's it's a good time it's like a renaissance for for guitar and uh i don't know i love everything by the way like i love metal i love blues i love uh shoegaze like sludgy post-metal kind of stuff like all of that i feel like i take inspiration from all of my peers actually <laughs> Absolutely. I'm not saying you're out there on your own. And I'm not saying you're the only one that does that style. It just, for me, mm -hmm. in my little world, you're the one that's one of the people at the forefront of that and, and the most visible uh, to me, which I really She's the enjoy. one with the smile. She's the one with the big smile. That's why I catch <laughs> you, man. It's absolutely why I catch you. I, I can't imagine you being anything else than happy doing what you do. And that, that really makes me happy. So know that when you Aww. post something, you're at least making one person happy. And I'm sure it's a much higher number than that. But there's at least, and it's me. Hello. That's 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 been the that's been the most rewarding part of it. Like I don't know. At the end of the day, I think I don't think I'm any more special than anyone else. Like I don't even feel like I deserve this half of the day, half the time. But like I don't know. One of the things that keeps me going is is seeing how many people it actually makes like, um, I guess happy, and how many people want to pick up the guitar after like years of not playing it just because they found a new type of music or. They, they saw a video or something like that. So it's it's rewarding in its own way. Yeah. So I'd like to know what, um, when we spoke to you the first time, and now we're speaking to you again, thank you again, what's changed the most since we last spoke to you? What's happened in your life? What you've been doing? 
COVID. Uh, <laughs> <just> <laughs> <kidding>. <laughs> um, I think we've all been doing that, but uh, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Last time we spoke, we, we, we talked about pedals and you didn't have that many pedals and that you were exploring them. You were excited about some pedals and we talked about pedals that, that were out at the time. Has that changed mm-hmm. or I, oh, oh. What's changed? Oh, it's it's just it's just funny because you're like you, you're saying you don't have many pedals, and I look at this just complete eyesore of a pedal mess around me. I literally <laughs> have two pedal boards in the ground right now. I have like a shelf that needs to be organized. It's just it's real bad. Like I'm glad that this is the angle that everyone's getting right now because it's a <laughs> it's a mess. Um, yeah, so I've become a hoarder since the last time we talked. Uh, COVID's been really. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, I guess uh, I've been writing a ton of music. Uh, Last time we spoke, I'm trying to remember the rollout of the YY10. Um, I think I was, I had just gone to the studio to record. But one thing I really appreciated about having all this time at home uh, and not touring is I finally had a chance to take a break. And I feel like I was, just a lot of stuff had happened. I was dealing with some like, just trauma that I need to get over and go to therapy for so I uh I just stayed home and worked on myself and I worked I dived deep into the thing I love doing the most um which is writing uh so I I guess I I have I'm sitting on two records right now um wow and I'm gonna one is solo that I don't think I'll ever have time for I have to like make time to record it but the other one is the new Covet record, and I'm really, really excited about it because I feel like I um, am doing something a lot different than the last two records. Um, might be polarizing too, who knows? <laughs> uh, I, one of the songs is 74 BPM. So that's gonna be either wow. really great or a, hu- a huge bummer <laughs> to some people. <laughs> it's super slow, two super yeah. slow sludgy songs. So, I'm so. Oh. <laughs> All right. How sludgy? So, like, super sludgy. Like though? I, like, like hella fuzz. Like just. Yeah. I know, really... <laughs> I know right? Um, I haven't used much fuzz in older recordings, other than texturally. But like to have fuzz be the featured thing about the song, um, is really exciting. I actually think a lot of the songs were born out of me trying effects and it's so crazy because every time i plug into like a new sound it's like i have my default way of writing which is like plugged into the amp like i tend to be kind of verbose um if i were to describe my own style it's like very noty and like decorative but uh i don't know when i plug into something like a fuzz or like a super crazy washed out reverb or something kind of makes me write differently gives me a different voice and all kinds of new ideas come out so i think this record is about celebrating that <laughs> just like having different tones and um of course storytelling that's always going to be my my number one focus mm-hmm. do you have a, a predicted release date or like a quarter or anything like that that we can look forward to um not yet but we are going into the studio in april so the past couple of weeks have been me juggling gear demos and uh, trying to demo out a lot of the music because basically nothing gets written until I've like recorded the whole song and sent it to my bandmates. So um, I've been 
I'm halfway done. I, it, it's so fun getting to, oh, I should mention that another thing that has changed is I totally learned how to like self-record and it's changed my life because I feel like uh, awesome. I can, I don't have to, I don't have to like use my phone and to record shitty ideas into my voice memo. Like I can create like full fledged demos and get like the exact sounds I want. So that's been um, a game changer for me. So yeah, cool. that's just been what I've been working on. <laughs> can you fill how us in how you're, how you're recording? Yeah, sorry. No, Dan, the same question. How, how what? <laughs> I think we're, we're having the same question. Like, can you fill us in a little bit how, how your recording setup looks like or how that process went on? to to learn about um, home recording and so i'll get i'll talk about like why i didn't do it before first because i think maybe a lot of people can relate um i just didn't have time to learn a new skill like i was on the road constantly and for me like when you're so busy time becomes a luxury and messing up and experimentation become luxuries too because quite simply like i didn't have the time to like Mess, like just make something bad you know I had to just like use my time really efficiently when I was home uh it sounds like a really sad life actually so but it's okay I'm happy <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> um yeah so so I guess when when my tours got canceled and everyone had to stay in I was like all of a sudden I had a bunch of free time so I was like well finally I can I'm like always nervous about um using technology just because I'm, I'm not really a tech girl or anything. Uh, and I, I'm kind of a perfectionist in an annoying way where it's like, man, if I do something, I want to like do it like the, the best the first time. So I finally was like, you know what, I'm just going to make a bunch of like garbage recordings and, and just um, watch YouTube videos and talk to my friends all over the world who might have advice on how to do things. And um, I started with my friend uh, Lebo uh i remember he was like teaching me really simple things in ableton like how to like parallel process and and stuff like that and it was a game changer because i was like wait a minute like this is making everything sound so much more clear and i can like pan things differently and hear it the way like i would want in like a studio setting so that kind of boosted my confidence and uh we, we were working on a collaborative track together sending it back and forth and it was kind of like a very low stakes doesn't matter sort of thing and i think that was really important for me because it's it had been a while since I did anything that didn't matter, you know? Um, mm -hmm. So yeah, that was kind of like my whole process. And uh, it's crazy because I feel like, I don't know if you guys experienced this, but through COVID, I feel like there's a huge shift to being technology centric. So if you mm -hmm. weren't glued to your computer before, you kind of had to be by the nature of just having things keep, keep on moving. So like you had to be like mm -hmm. a Zoom expert, you had to know how to do like, um, online streaming concerts that was another crazy thing that was uh, new for me but you know if I hadn't learned recording if I hadn't learned how to do all that myself at that time I don't think I wouldn't be would have been able to do a lot of the jobs that I got offered so I feel very blessed and lucky that I learned it when I did because now I'm just doing demos and like recording everything and it's made my life like a lot more streamlined I think um mm -hmm. And my whole setup is, it's nothing fancy. Like I'm not, a, I'm by no means like a professional or whatever, but I just have my AC-10 here. And then um, I have a condenser mic and I have a couple SM57s that I've used for like acoustic. Um, I got sent this cool, Logitech has this blue Yeti mic and it's actually great for if you just want to like record a band practice really fast. Like the room setting has blown me, 
has blown me away actually i know it's like a really cheap mic but it's just it sounds great um and yeah i just i've been working in ableton and logic um i know it's it's funny i'm so impatient i hate comping so i just do a lot of punches at the end of the day I'm like <laughs> i just want to like know that i played the take that i wanted i don't want to have to listen to like six different takes and choose the best parts like i just want to do it now so a lot of people would probably disagree with that but that's just what i find works the best for me great well I, I don't think there is any incorrect way as long as something comes out the end that's creative and makes you happy um mm -hmm. but you're right a lot of people will disagree with you but they're but they're wrong they're the wrong ones it's just you know, what are they doing <laughs> with their lives um it really is, inspires me to, to hear that you've done this because um i remember last time we spoke that you you really were <laughs> entering this new level of a of, uh, new period of your life where you were kind of stuck at home and it seemed as if you were coiled up you know like a spring but you had no way to release and hearing that you're now doing recording i mean we can have more music from you and that's that's a good thing i want to know yeah, like some I'm... people watch this that are sorry to i have a question about it what is okay. like uh, can you give any like tips for for people that are starting into to recording as you've just done as you as you're pretty fresh to it? Hmm. Like, I guess don't delete anything. That's a good tip because I feel like sometimes I don't know. I get like ear fatigue really easily. I feel like there's been days where I sit here and I listen. I'm like so annoying. I swear. I I'll sit there and like do a bend and I'll do like a hundred versions of the bend I want and then it's just I'm looking for that one little overtone or something that happens and then I feel like discouraged I give up but then I'll go back the next day and I'll like go through some takes and I'm just like wait a minute like that was great why did I hate it and it's just because I started to get cranky listening mm -hmm. to everything so um <laughs> and also like like I had to learn the hard way that like you can't really move anything around or like delete stuff because then it becomes a pain in the ass to try to like bring back it just in Ableton and stuff like luckily you can like run a search for files on your computer but like there's one time where everything disappeared it was like no and it's just because like I, I think I dragged it to somewhere else without thinking or whatever um but yeah that that's that's just a little little tech tidbit tip um I will say it's good to read up about the best gear to use I think this applies to everything um, it's good to read up and be educated and be knowledgeable about what's used for what and what, what's out there, but don't be afraid to like experiment and get weird. Cause some of my favorite, um, results that I've achieved was doing something that is like a no, no, but doing something that's like kind of unconventional and then, um, realizing that that's just what works for me. Um, mm -hmm. and I, I think sometimes nothing new happens if you don't take risks or experiment mm -hmm. like that. So. Don't be afraid to try things multiple ways. And if you like something, but then the internet tells you that that's not good, don't be afraid to be like, fuck the internet. I like it. So, yeah. <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I, I reacted that way when you said I had an SM57 for an acoustic guitar. And the the the, the snob in me said, huh, you should be using a condenser mic for that. And then I realized that I'd done it myself. And that's, that's uh, you should not absolutely be using a condenser mic, but I am also stuck in that train oh, no. of thought of, you know, that's have... not right, but you, you, it, it must sound amazing. I know it sounds amazing, but I was listening from 
<laughs> I don't know, from an old, I don't know, to explain it, I just gut reacted thinking, what's she doing? SM57 acoustic guitar. I bet it sounds it's, awesome. It's funny because I actually, I actually do have a condenser mic for acoustic guitar, but I'm just saying like, uh, I, I do, I have both. Like if I wanted to alternate for an SM57, like, you know, sometimes I want to capture like some fret, like some of the noise and stuff like that. Like I just have multiple things rigged up. Um, sometimes I even use that Logitech, the room mic thing they sent me, the, the, the Blue Yeti, there's like four different mm -hmm. settings. It's supposed to imitate um, different mics, but yeah, sometimes I feel like when I need like a really intimate sounding kind of like raw thing, I feel like that, that actually worked great. So it just depends on like the context. I think context is everything. Uh, absolutely. I know it's, it's creative and, and also, um, if you're doing something that everybody else is doing, then you're not making anything new. So what, so why not? You, you, I'm very, I'm very jealous, very envious of, of you discovering all this stuff and, and learning and also just diving into this new world. And, um, I, I love these kinds of conversations because it reminds me that I just go through a process and I noticed that we have uh, a friend Warren from produce like a pro, uh, in the chat right now. And he is one of the masters of recording. Um, but I'm sure he'll mm -hmm. tell you as well that just, you know, if it sounds good, then it is good. And I, I forget that, that, that fire of being excited about sitting down and recording and just throwing anything down, just want to get a musical idea out because I'm often too worried about, am I using the right gear? Am I using the right setting? And there's something to be said for just playing guitar and, and pressing record or probably the in the other way around. Yeah, I think the key to me having my little creative renaissance during this time was just figuring out the thing that was the most convenient. Like it's kind of why in visual, when I was doing painting and stuff, I always kind of gravitated away from oil painting because it was like a lot of set of time. And for me, that's like such a vibe kill is when I have tech issues and I have to set up this big thing. Because for me, when I'm like excited to write, I just want to get the idea out and see how it sounds. So I tend to go for the convenient thing that I know for a fact will sound at least like decent. Um, and then the cool thing is you can always re-record it and recreate it, but with like a better tech setup, if you do figure out that like, it's not the way you wanted it. But for me, I need to like work in the moment right now, like instant gratification. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have my gear set up all the time. So when I make videos, my cameras are always there. I just turn a few things on and it's ready to record. No. Because I, I didn't yeah. do that for a long time and I spent a lot of time uh doing the stuff that I hate which is setting things up I, I need to have something right in front of me ready to go whether it's music or I'm the kind of guy that spends you know 20 minutes looking through Netflix rather than watching a movie and <laughs> me too uh, yeah it's an idiotic thing to do and if I was doing that with mics and cameras I wouldn't get any work or creativity done it would be ridiculous so I, I had to find out the best way for me and that was to you know, to be one day to be productive um, uh, planning Andy, and then the next day to let creative silly Andy come out. And I found that that works for me. And yeah, that's that's my experience with recording. One one thing that I, I've also kind of started doing, I didn't realize this until I thought about <laughs> it, is like, there's there's like, I feel like setup and then working through tech, tech issues can be such a turnoff for me when I finally sit down to write. I'm just cranky and fed up and like not in that 
like pure, I what a funny word, pure mind state, you know? Um, so I've had days where I spend one day like experimenting with what I want to do and like trying out everything. I set it up and I leave it overnight. And then the next morning I just wake up and go. And I feel uh-huh. like I'm in a much better mindset <laughs> that way. I'm like stoked to wake up. <laughs> I think it's a very, very good advice to kind of channel what you're doing and, and focus on one thing like setting up or experimenting with sounds and then reevaluate the other day. I think that holds true for writing too. Like like you already said, mm-hmm. keep some bits and, and some pieces that you maybe are not 100% satisfied and just re-listen to them the other day and and, and see how, how you how you like them next day, you know. I think that's that's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, I did that definitely. with songwriting all the time. It's it has to happen. I'm far too critical of of my own stuff. End up creating nothing or deleting it, as you said. I end up deleting it. That's <laughs> shit. And then, or finding I like finding things from years ago, or finding things that I didn't finish, and thinking, why didn't I finish that? That's actually pretty good. Mm. Um, I think many of us suffer from that, but I am truly, you know, criminal number one for that. Release so, nothing. We should. We. Sh- oh, I was gonna say we should have a day where we just go through our phone recordings and all of our half-ass demos, and we have to play them publicly, and <laughs> we get to decide if something's worth worth working on. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a pretty cool live stream. Imagine, like, <laughs> oh, so scary, so scary. I want to do it because it's so scary, but. <laughs> I feel a bit sick thinking about it. Do you know do you know one of my least favorite things is when when uh I have to be in the same room like playing something for people that I made because I feel like or or vice versa. Like I remember one time I was trapped in the car with in traffic with this guy who is showing me his like operatic singing and I remember just being like really uncomfortable because he was driving and watching my face as I was like reacting real time to the, the what he was showing me which is very shrill and operatic like you can probably imagine like what it sounds like it was like acapella too so there's like no backing instrumentation i was just like so uncomfortable like i wish that i had at least privacy to give him feedback because he's just watching my face like in real time and uh i'm i'm really bad at hiding when something's like grating <laughs> but yeah that would be a funny that'd be a funny one <laughs> i do not envy in, 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 in the process of writing the album did you revisit a lot of old ideas or was it just like most of the stuff that you came up like spontaneously and then developed the concept from there also start like you said the story behind the song so this is kind of cool but a lot of it came from gear demos um i'll mm-hmm. like whenever i receive a pedal or something most of the time if I have the time, I, I want to like write something for the sound I hear. So um, that way I'm not forcing my melodies onto something, but I'm instead like actually showcasing what the piece of gear can do. And um, I'm letting it kind of be my muse, um, as cheesy as that is. But a lot of those melodies actually stuck with me so much that I was like, I want to like, they deserve to be full songs. Um, so I just kind of, one of the things I've been doing this week is, um, I, uh, I've been kind of filling in blanks where I don't have something. So like, for instance, one of the things that I did is missing an intro. So I'm working on that. I have a whole whiteboard system over there for, um, after I do like a demo or something and 
uh, I like the melody. I like the idea. I think it has potential. I'll put it on the whiteboard. It's usually the song will actually be named like, uh, okay, like for instance, there's this pedal I play called the Slowly Melting. Um, it's kind of like a, it sounds super fuzzy and like distorted, but it's actually like a, I think a reverb circuit, but I, I don't really know how to explain it. It just sounds super grisly and like grisly and like gross and like fuzzy. Um, but there's still clarity, which is why I really love it. Uh, and then um, I there's a there's a song called the slowly melting song, but it's not because I I named it that because it sounds like slowly melting. It's like it's just because that's quite literally the pedal that I used when I came up with the first idea. So um, there's the line six spider song. I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <there's... laughs> I'm kidding. That's not. <laughs> but no. Yeah. <laughs> now it all, all becomes you... clear why why the band back in the day was called P.O.D. <laughs> oh yeah, they used to. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> um, but yeah, a, a lot of the songs came from just me demoing things and then realizing that I, I liked it so much I, I wanted to explore more. Um, and I think... Uh, that's been most of my process actually I never sit down and like I need to write a song it's always like just kind of exploring or playing with gear and then something happens when like ooh, I found a direction and then I just kind of keep on going with that until it's done it's really hard to finish songs <laughs> how do you know when something's finished how do you know when it's done do you are you so super sure about that or do you take it on the road or do you change your mind <laughs> That's a great question. Um, I think in some ways songs to me are never finished because even to this day, I catch myself changing things up live, be it like I'll use a different pedal or I'll like play something different technique or I'll even add like, um, you know, uh, different roots or something or yeah, I'll like constantly kind of change up <coughs> what I'm doing. Uh, but for me, uh, I guess a song is finished when it accomplishes the thing that I intended it to do. So, um, and it flows well. I really care about flow. So for me, it's like, if you can hum it all the way through and it feels good. And then it, um, I guess I'd much rather have something, I'd much rather leave a listener wanting more than to have something drag on for way too long and have people get bored of it. Um, so I'd, sometimes I'll, I'll end up making something shorter because, um, it's kind of cool. They'll want to listen to it again, right? Uh, rather than have like a 30-minute concerto where it's just like <laughs> kind of a drag and redundant after a while. Um, so, yeah, I guess it's kind of like um, it's subjective. It's like when when am I done? When is it accomplishing the, the emotion or feeling or story that mm -hmm. I, I set forth in trying to achieve? Uh Definitely playing it live helps. I think playing in a band context helps too. Because sometimes when you hear everyone else and you hear it in a room real time, you're like, yeah, that hit just the way I wanted it to hit. So, hmm. Does that mean like re recording the solo album is also more challenging from that perspective compared to recording the, the COVID uh, record? Um, I think... I think when I'm by myself, I tend to be more streamlined because I have a certain workflow that I like. Um, and, you know, a lot of the solo records I put out have been like 
largely unplanned. Like I have the main idea, the main song, but like all the layers and everything are kind of improvised in the moment. Um, so it's been kind of a more spontaneous sort of thing. But I think in the studio we're on um, label time. So it's like, I can't afford to be inefficient like that. Like everything has mm -hmm. to be kind of more structured. We have to be okay. all well rehearsed. Um, so it's just more respectful to everyone in that case. I, even the producer, I think like, I don't want to waste someone's time. I want to just go get it done and that's it. So, yeah. <laughs> I just want to open up to the people in the chat that are watching right now. If you have any questions for Yvette, then please write them in the chat. We'll, uh, we'll maybe pick some good ones. Uh, we have one from Pooh Ninja already, which has, what has been her most, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I thought I got away with it. Um, Pooh, you struck again. Uh, what has been her most? I've missed it. It's gone off the screen. Inspirational bit of gear this year, besides the guitar. Shout out chorus pedals. They're so cool. Like, I just, I think any sort of modulation. Um, I've been really loving. I, I think I've been playing through the Juliana. That's a walrus pedal. Um, the Nunabur Tri-Chorus is incredible. Like, that's probably one of my favorite choruses I've played through. Um, JC120, just that amp. Has to, I, I want to buy that amp just for the, the chorus. It's so nice. Um, I've been playing the Caroline, um, Caroline Guitar Somersault. That one's, like, a really cool, I guess, lo-fi modulator sort of thing. I've been using the stutter thing where you hold it, and it goes, like, blah, blah, blah. like, um, I been what else um oh the lo-fi junkie from zvex <laughs> i got to do like a special one that i painted um and that one was really fun so yeah so that one i feel like i've been just you'll hear on the next record it's just yvette needs to be separated from her chorus pedals because she's using them like way too much <laughs> oh I, I will say the the yamaha thr uh the built-in chorus in that is also freaking incredible I remember I, I did a video and I recorded with the THR just um, it was like even like a, a DI sort of thing and uh, someone was like what what pedal is that and like that's literally just a built-in chorus in the amp it's isn't it crazy good like sounds, of course I like I did some like just like little a little bit of production stuff on it but like yeah I just love that um, I rediscovered the Boss DD3 and I have to uh, I have like a cool one from the 80s it's like an older one that i i was gifted and i kind of just didn't know what to do with it until um this like i guess playing live the last couple of shows and um this upcoming record i love doing the thing where you like uh turn i guess you just max out the level and then you have it on um what delay time is it right now it's like 800 milliseconds or something it's just a super fast like uh, stutter and i've been like just putting that on select notes and it's just such a cool little um, <clears throat> glitch sound. So that's been really inspiring and really difficult for me to not overuse everywhere because it's just so playful. Um, is that a, a momentary actually, switch? Hmm? Is it momentary so you can hold it down <laughs> when you want? And... Awesome. Yeah, I, did, um, I didn't know that. Yeah, for me, I, I hit it and it's like, and then I like stop it. So it's just like that little... Um, I didn't realize I'd be doing sheep impressions live for you guys, so sorry. <laughs> uh, a little bonus for y'all. Uh, I actually have a song on the board called the 
DD3 song because I wrote an entire song around that that effect. <laughs> so um, there's that. Uh, oh, I, I got sent this pedal by um, uh, Hologram Electronics called the Microcosm. And I have it here. Right. It's within reach. It's so cool. Like, I, it, there's just so many mm. different ways you can use it. It's so versatile. Um, my favorite one so far has been the interrupt setting with um, on the glitch mode. Um, it just adds like really cool, unexpected little glitches to it. It sounds like a video game or even like, like the thing I wrote on it ended up sounding like a pinball machine, which is really fun. Um, and I don't know if I would ever use it, use that live just because I feel like it's so unpredictable, um, at least for the nature of what I do. But it was just really fun to play with. And I was smiling like a kid the whole time. Um, <laughs> the the, the multi-delay is really beautiful as well. Um, I think a lot of the newer stuff I'm going to be playing around with, like, stacking delays and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, I bought a Digitech Freakout because I... Awesome pedal. I love that thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I wonder if I have it near me. But I bought it just because I was like, wait a minute. Like, you can get the exact same feedback, like, every single time. Like, that's pretty cool. And you can blend... Uh, you can switch between like completely dry and having it be wet so that you can even just have like the feedback sound. It sounds like an Ebo almost. Um, so that one, that one is really fun. Um, it's great to use texturally, but also to fill in like gaps and stuff where you want something cool and kind of random to happen. So yeah, yeah. that one was a, was one that actually went out and bought. So. <laughs> it sounds like you've been having amazing fun playing with toys and turning that playtime into creative productivity. I am so envious of of hearing this and thinking, damn, I need to actually maybe do that rather than just, you know, work and actually have some, some playtime. I, I I immediately want to go and get my lo-fi stuff and my delay pedals and plug them all in and, and do sheep noises. You should. That's like, but honestly like real talk with you guys, like I completely understand just being consumed with work because that's been one of the things that I've been trying to juggle is just being an artist and staying passionate about what you do. If it's all work, then, you know, inevitably it chips away at your passion and it kind of makes it so that you dread doing the thing you love, unfortunately, um, just because it becomes somewhat of an obligation and there's just pressure and money involved. Um, mm. but on the other hand, like if you're just focusing and having fun, uh, of course, that's like a utopian dream. Like it's hard to not, um, you need to make money. Everyone has to hustle, right? Like everyone has to pay, pay their bills. So it's kind of hard to find that sweet spot, that balance between the two. And I think I've myself have been leaning far too much into the work world. Um, and I'm trying to do some scheduled experimentation time for myself because I think it's just good for your soul. <laughs> so. mm organized fun. Like yep. <laughs> have fun now I, I, for me it goes in like a cycle of <laughs> having amazing fun and then absolutely hating what i'm doing and then just this <laughs> you know what i mean and that cycle can be a cycle of a week or a day or an hour or a month um like I, I flipper, one, one and zero bit flipper i love my job i hate my job i love my job i hate my job yeah it's, <laughs> it's like I have to confess that sometimes I think, oh, God, not another pedal. Oh, God, I have to play guitar again. And then I have to really check myself. I was like, what are you doing, you idiot? You know, you used to 
do terrible. He used to clean things for a job, or he used to look after other people's smelly children. You know, this is a great job. <laughs> I get to look after my own smelly children. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, I I try to I try to find I try to like trick myself into thinking work is fun sometimes by like just making jokes. Like even making like a funny demo video for me is like that's a way for me to entertain myself. Is like well. Like it doesn't have to be all serious. Like you can, um, it it it's a kind of like a. There's two advantages to it. On one hand, you're like actually having fun, just goofing around, um, and experimenting and exploring. But then on the other hand, I think that joy kind of translates to people who are watching the video as well, and they'll. I don't know. I think it makes the product look even cooler when you're actually like having fun with it instead of being like, this is a pedal, this switch does this. <laughs> this is a latch switch that you can hold down to sustain like you know just, i hate my life <laughs> like <laughs> stuff like that <laughs> i've just uh recently started teaching my kids to play guitar like like i was waiting for the uh -huh. moment when I, I never want to force anything on them like that. This is, you must play music, even though I, I actually do think they must play music because, <laughs> um, because of uh, at the very least the social uh, opportunities it will give them and the way they can actually learn me um, math and language and stuff. But three days ago was the day when my son said, can I please have a guitar lesson? And he's four. Um, and I said, yeah, sure. And then my daughter didn't want to be left out. She's six and she said, I want a guitar lesson. And they both have guitars and have had them for at least three years each, but they've always just been there to them. But now they've actually started taking it seriously. And today um, was the first time that the three of us played something together. We we played an, well, they played an E chord and I played some something, you know, and just seeing the joy on their faces and this, this sort of new explosion of possibility in my daughter's face. My son was just like, what can I smash next? He, he hadn't, you know, he was doing it, but I could see in his head, like I could probably go over and break something over there in a minute. He wasn't, you know, he wasn't there, but my daughter was totally like, we just played a song. And I saw that happen in a, in a musician and a fellow musician for the first time today. And I'm, Try not to be that parent, but I'm so proud and so happy um, just to forget that it's my daughter, to see that happen. And even if she drops it tomorrow, she's had that experience today. And it's it's a wonderful thing to um, to experience in the same room. Uh, I'm so proud. And it's, it's built up my inspiration now. That's incredible. First of all, congratulations that both of your kids Thank like, you. just showed natural interest in, in music. Um, I think it's actually so cool that you're like not forcing it on them, but you're like kind of just giving them the tools and being like, do what you will, like you know. Yeah, I, I, yourself it's like. the only way. I th I, I believe it. It's I, mm -hmm. don't get me wrong. I want them to. I so want them so hard, but I also don't believe that. I mean, like all those kids that had piano <laughs> lessons and recorder lessons, and I've got to go. I must practice. I have to go and do this. I don't want them to have that relationship with music. I'd rather they they had zero relationship than a, than a negative one. Uh, 100%. Yeah. I was, um, I was like forced into it and I, and I admittedly hated it for the longest time just cause it was like so much pressure. But, uh, at the end of the day I had my, uh, I guess my aha moment where I was like, you know, like 
I don't have to associate it with negative. Guitar was what actually made me fall back, fall back in love with um, music because it was something I did for myself on my own terms, just mm-hmm. teaching myself and learning like American football songs or whatever. I was like, this is sick. Like, <laughs> I don't have to hate music anymore. <laughs> I don't have to. Then that's. I think that's why I have such an aversion towards competition. It's just because like mm. that's what I associated with like hating music. Like I hate music because it's just so much pressure. And like, why does it have to be a bummer for everyone? Why can't everyone win at the end of the day because they're having fun? <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. That was that's my little tangent. But you're being a, a great parent. Not that I have any authority on that because I am not a parent. Right. I'll I'll take it. I'll take it. Official uh, official statement. We had you, we had a question from Charlie earlier in the chat about um, which instruments you have played in the past and let's say did not do so well with, or it, it turns you in a negative way. And I'm guessing I'm hearing that the competitiveness of the the piano playing was a big part of it. Was there anything else that you you put your hand to and before you ended up on guitar? Um, I played in two orchestras. I was a violin player, and I was so garbage. Like, I hope my guitar, sorry, I hope my conductor isn't listening to this, but um, I would, that's where I really developed my ear. Like, I feel like it was all things to orchestra because I would never practice the music because I just, quite frankly, didn't like playing the same thing as everyone in a big group. <laughs> I was like, I want to like play this really expressively, but we have to play it super stoically, and it's not fun. Um, so I would not practice until the day before audition. And then I would just like listen to it a bunch and then just like play it right. Like it was awful. And so I remember the consequence of having a good ear and being able to just like copy something immediately and like get first chair or whatever. The consequences of that is whenever I had to like read music and like do a solo, I, I like couldn't do it. And I remember the conductor was like, what the hell? Like, how did you get this far in audition but like you can't read this you know and I was just like well I just listened to it like if you play it for me I can play it <laughs> so yeah I remember just hating that because it was a lot of pressure it was also like really gossipy like everyone in orchestra just kind of talk shit about each other all the time which I don't think was a great environment um and there was competitiveness for sure um the music world can be quite the classical world in particular can be quite cutthroat I remember my cousin she went to Juilliard. Um, she was telling me about a story about how um, her roommate had a piano audition, and I guess somebody put razors in her practice room between the keys. Um, Whoa! On, on the piano, so she like cut her fingers and couldn't play. So just doing really slimy, awful things like that, like just that whole no world is, is just too much. Awful. Yeah, yeah. So um, I violin was also a thing where I I loved playing it but I didn't like the context in which I was forced to do it which was the competitive circuit and like orchestra um Mm -hmm. and then you know guitar was just something everyone was like okay like you can my I remember my parents got me my first acoustic I was really lucky that they did that um and I just kind of took off with it with songwriting um and then after a while away I fell back in love with piano I think it's such a wonderful it's actually the superior instrument for songwriting I gotta say just because it's so polyphonically intuitive like this just like everything's linear and it's a chord is consistently the same like I don't know on guitar there's like a million ways to play Mm -hmm. something but on piano it's like reliable um so it's a great also for developing finger dexterity 
violin I love. I, I have an electric violin that I plug into on my pedals now, and it's just so freaking cool. Uh, it's just a different beast than guitar. Um, the fact that you can go like all microtonal with it as well, because um, mm -hmm. it's not fretted. Uh, so yeah, I, I just love everything now. I have a harp that I wanted to learn, but I just haven't had the time to. But I feel like one day when I retire and become like a hermit in the woods or something, I'm just going to play harp. Um, and I have a banjo that I feel like I have on display, but it almost feels like I'm a poser or something because like I never play it. I used it two times for a specific timbre on a record and that's it. So maybe, I don't know, maybe I'll learn banjo. Maybe I'll be playing like banjo plugged into fuzz. <laughs> but, oh, yeah, um, don't tease ooh. me. Ooh, yeah. That's a record down. <laughs> that would actually sound brilliant because the 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 head of the banjo would definitely resonate on certain notes. Stick the banjo in open tuning as well, so it's it's something nice. Oh, okay. I need I need a banjo. I had a banjo, yeah, but I, I also felt like a poser, so I I got rid of it. Yeah, I feel like I should probably get rid of it, but I I think I'd rather get you know the guitar that is like has banjo strings but it's like a guitar i feel like mm -hmm. i would flourish with that more because just having the high string be the first string is just like really and like trippy i just can't wrap my pea brain around that like so <laughs> <laughs> i did that with my first ukulele I, I i bought an ukulele a used one and I thought, well, someone's clearly strung this incorrectly. So I changed the strings from the thinnest <laughs> to the thickest and tuned it like a guitar. Uh, it took That's me a so good funny. six months to realize that I was the one that had made the mistake. <laughs> That's so uh, funny. We have a question from the chat uh, from Sarang to, to do with uh, bandmates. We have, how do mm -hmm. you deal with writing conflicts with other bandmates or co-writers? For instance, when someone who you're writing with or for thinks that your idea about a certain riff or a section doesn't work. That is a great question. Um, being in a band is hard. It's fun, but it's like really hard because sometimes you can have too many cooks in the kitchen. Um, mm -hmm. And one thing, I'm just going to be vulnerable here. One thing that I've struggled with is um, figuring out how to get my idea across without coming across like I am stifling other people's ideas and I'm just making them feel like their ideas aren't important. Um, and there's like a very, <clears throat> like my rule is if someone has an idea in the studio, we'll audition it, like we'll try it. But at the end of the day, what's going to win is what serves the song. So I feel like the general rule is everyone leaves their egos at the door. It's not personal if we don't choose your idea. It's just like we have to go with what's best because ultimately that'll serve us all long term. Um, and I'm lucky in that I write everything. So it's like I really rarely will come across that situation just because it's like, well, here's, you know, the idea already. Like you just do what you feel like complements that. Um, and sometimes I'll even have baselines like already written. For a lot of the new stuff, like a lot of the bass is like stuff I already kind of, I have a very specific movement that I want, um, like some different like counterpoint as stuff. So it's like, yeah, I uh, I feel like I'm lucky in that my bandmates are okay with that. Um, we do run into conflicts where it's like, sometimes I feel like I want something to be <clears throat> less embellished, like more simple. But I think for sometimes it, certain musicians, they I feel like more is like, 
cooler or like better but I think it's so important for music to have moments where it breathes and moments where it's just like a more laid back simple groove and then it makes the impressive like more noty sections stand out even more um mm -hmm. just by contrast so that's like the main thing I struggle with is I'm like oh could you chill out here like could you just like <laughs> do a drone like um and I'll chill out too like I literally will scrap sections sometimes because I'm like you know what like this deserves a drum solo. This deserves like my bass player can play with his effects. So I'm not going to do anything busy here. It makes my life easier. I can think about like food or something while I play that section. <laughs> and then like <laughs> I can tune back in when they're done. <laughs> yeah. But um, I guess like the, the sh short answer to everything I just rambled on about, it would be like, I guess just make sure that everyone at least gets their ideas heard. And like, even you can try it out, but then at the end of the day, it can be like a democratic process for what, what you think serves the music the most. Cause it's not serving mm -hmm. yourself. It's serving music in general. Hmm. I've been in so many bands too. that did not operate with that kind of thinking. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah, that, I believe me. That's how you get um, <laughs> professional by thinking like that and leaving egos elsewhere. I think there's also merit in being like, no, this is how we're going to do it. Because sometimes when a time crunch, that's simply not possible. Like, it's a privilege to be able to do that. Like, mm -hmm. when you're operating under deadlines and stuff, sometimes you just have to, there has to be a boss, I think. There can be two bosses, but I think, like, somebody has to take charge and lead. Otherwise, I think things kind of just stay in limbo and no decisions get made. So, yep. um, I think both are valid. It's just musicians can have really funny egos and like i don't know feelings can get hurt really easily so i want everyone fragile happy. we're so fragile <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, yeah but... can we talk a bit about the guitar event because you're holding it you're cuddling it you're hugging it and dan has one and you have one and i don't have one <laughs> you can photoshop one on you <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, Dan can th throw it over think, so this one has gone he wants me to send one over that that would be a good idea Dan I, I hear you loud and clear um, I played I played the the YY10 with you at NAMM whenever that was and I love the neck on it mm -hmm. and that's it just as a guitar, had it not had that neck, I would have been less interested. But as the neck, I was suddenly open to the more the other sides, apart from the sparkle. But now we've got the YY twenty, you've gone less pickups. So why why have we gone from S type to T type and, and what was the thinking behind the finish and tell us all about it? I started playing um tele pickups actually. Like I started on a pair of Bill Lawrence's back in the day. Like they're oh. um there were these like custom hand wound ones, which were really cool. Um, that was my first electric guitar. And I've always kind of, I went from telly thinking that I was like only a telly person. And then I remember Ivan has sent me the, um, the, <laughs> the Talman with the, um, the Seymour Duncan 5.2 um, Strat set. And I remember just being like, wait, this is sick. Like, it sounds so cool with some of the stuff I'm playing and I, it actually really resonates with me. So this one's kind of like a call to my roots. Um, just starting out on a Telecaster, having, um, I guess, the the Almaco 2 Teleset, I think that's that's the ones that are in there. Um, for Seba Duncan, they sound kind of just like the one I started out on. They've got more twang. Um, 
it's just a different sound to experiment with. So uh, I feel like while I, I already did something with the Strat configuration and now it's time to please the tele aficionados with uh, <laughs> an orange, an orange sparkly guitar. <laughs> Was the was the color was the color uh, already decided on from the get go? Because that's like <laughs> like chapter chapter two of your sparkle story, so to say. <laughs> yeah. Um... Oh, are you now? Oh, are you guys there? Yeah, we're yep. still here. <laughs> okay, sorry, it froze in my my phone a little bit. Oh no! And then she left. No, no, we lost her. <laughs> well, um, let's hope she calls back. In the meantime, um, I I want to say something along the lines of the fact that I think, oh, she's back. Then I'll 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 hold that thought till when she comes back. Hang on, there she goes. There she is. Welcome Hi, back. Hi, Welcome back. <laughs> Greetings. I knew something was up. I was like, I'm about to get kicked out. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I didn't touch it with the color. <laughs> with the color i was like well everyone like i wanted to do something really gross and polarizing for the first color so i was like slime green and then i'm like all right i'll do something a little more like approachable i i want to do the pink one i think i'm going to save that one for a future release but i think orange yes. is a really nice like genderless color kind of like it re reminds me of uh just i don't know 80s cars and like kind of like the you know the the super large flake glitter finishes that um i guess were popular in like furniture and like cars back then um yeah. i kind of wanted to imitate that with this one um and yeah i love orange <laughs> <laughs> I, th I think from the looks alone i foresee this being even more successful than the 10. uh i think it works really really well i think the orange as you said is um has a wider appeal and I, think, mm -hmm. I just love the the way that the um, the metallic the tally neck pickup just fits the metallic sparkle so well. There's just so much going on, and yeah, uh, of course I wish you all the best. With it, but I think you're going to have even more success with this model. Yeah, I definitely I'm excited that I have an opportunity to even roll this one out. Um, and yeah, I just think I like having variety for people to pick from. I don't want to just do mm. the same thing again. Like, I think um, it'd be cool because then people who already have the YY10, if they wanted a television of a Talman, then they have this one to look forward to, too. Also, uh, we also have a question. Give, uh, sorry, Dan. Yeah. Uh, I was uh, just making a point. You got to give uh, Yvette props for, like, passing the, the Talman torch on to the next generation because, like, I think the Noodles guitar, it's a, it's a revision of the Talman. And this one is like, are the only Talman models in the lineup? And uh, I think that's pretty cool to see uh, such a shape that, that was, that is cool. And it's still being sold in, in several revisions, but it's not necessarily like the top no shape that people would pick from. They prefer their RGs over Talmans, obviously, but to see that in the, in the signature realm as a, like a, a part of, of her style and of, of Yvette's artistry is just something that I highly appreciate because to me it's like a proper signature guitar. It's got so many uh, idiosyncrasies like the locking tuners, greetings to Henning by the way, yeah. um, the, the sparkle <laughs> finish, the pickups and, and also the fat neck which is very un-Ibanesque. It's, it's, it's very meaty and it's, it's a very comfy, comfy kind of almost vintage yeah. style grip. 
and the sum of all those parts it's just like it screams uh, a signature model and, and this is so great it's not just like a regular production guitar with a fancy paint job and that's it no it's really like Yvette's guitar and and, and you could it oozes it oozes her style and, and I really dig it so you can have a lot of fun with that I got to give a shout out to Mike for even letting me try these because I remember I always associated like Ibanez with like just a certain like metal sound like mm -hmm. um and I, I remember at the time I was quite new to electric guitar and I was like I don't really know what I even like wanted or liked yet so he let me try this out and I immediately just I feel like I bonded with it <laughs> like right off the bat because I I started writing so much music on it and um it just felt really comfy to me I think it's a nice, like aesthetically speaking, it's not like one of the pointier Ivanez guitars that like is popular in metal, but I think it's cool to branch out, right? Like, I think it's cool to have a line of guitars that appeal to all kinds of players instead of just like one niche or whatever. So I think a lot of people who play like indie or shoegaze or math rock or all that can appreciate something like this, um, even like aesthetically, but also sonically, you know? <clears throat> Yeah, true. It's it's for me. It screams a little bit more um, Squire Tornado and these these sort of quirky kind of almost classic shapes. And the Talman, mm -hmm. I think Ibanez make a mistake by not having more Talmans in the lineup. I think. Uh, and since you've released yours, I know that people have been asking even more so. And and someone in the chat asked for one with the lipstick pickup. And I really <laughs> hope that Ibanez are going to bring even more into the range. Although I kind of like that it's cool that the only ones are, are yours at the moment. Um, yeah. But the Talman, I've, I've played a Talman bass and they're extremely comfortable, um, even mm -hmm. as a bigger guy. We have a question from uh, Jedrek or Jedrek Roscoe. Does it have comf comfort calves for the arm? Um, I don't believe, is a comfort carve like that flat surface thing that... Uh, yeah, that it's kind of tape, tapered, yeah, so tapered? stratty. It looks like it for yeah. me. Yeah, it's it's comfortable. I, it's, like like a telly, a straight telly has a like the one behind me over there, is a slab of wood with straight edges, oh. uh, cut, mm -hmm. and and yeah. that one looks contoured. That's contoured body. Yeah, it's not a bevel, yeah, like contoured. like deeply cut to the wood. But, yeah. mm -hmm. Did you did you experiment with a lot of shapes, Yvette, or was that like the the original shape that that they sent you as a prototype to try out? I just, <coughs> sorry, I have a cough. I just went with uh, the original shape that they sent me. I didn't, I always thought it was comfortable. Like mm -hmm. for me, as long as it wasn't too heavy and put a strand on my back, like that's really the only thing. Um, mm -hmm. I think it always, I most of the time play standing up, to be honest. Mm -hmm. So for me, um, oh, I think one of my AirPods died. Uh, okay. oh, is it the side that I'm yeah. on or the side that Dan's on? <laughs> this could be a really interesting conversation. <laughs> it's 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 just one side. I think there's still some life left though. Um while we while we talk, I'm gonna look for headphones that I can plug into my phone. Oh, I have a I have right. a backup set of AirPods, actually. I'll get those. All right. Sorry cool. for all the tech issues. No worries. That that's part of the podcast. That's like a good tradition to have like at least a handful of uh tech issues. But what what oh, I also yeah. found remarkable is that you didn't go for like uh, basswood or um, mahogany. So this guitar is based on uh, alder as wood, and alder is one of my my preferred tone woods, tone woods, you know. But uh, preferred woods Careful. because I really 
dig, dig the tone. I really dig the tone of uh, of Alder. Was that a conscious a conscious decision or just like a, a coincidence that you that you were? Wait, uh, we actually modeled it after. Sorry, you can talk. We have to wait just a second for your for your voice to come back. <laughs> there she is. There hey. she is. Hello. Almost. Hey. Now we're getting phone audio. Hello. I think that's right. I think is that sounds this, fine. Yeah. Is this okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's okay. great. Wonderful. Yeah, you're back. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Sorry about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You had a, uh, um, so the question was, oh, damn it, is it doing it again? The, no worries. I was, I was just, I was just asking, was, was choosing, um, Alder as, as the body would, was that like a conscious decision or just a coincidence because you got, got, uh, this word to try out because it's not like a, a, a you know, usual word that, that Ibanez would be using. We have a lot of base wood and, and mahogany and, and that kind of stuff or even poplar. Was that or Ash? Was that the conscious decision from your side, like tone decision or? I um, there's this guitar that they gave me to try out. I'm trying to find it right now. Um, oh wow. Uh, there's here. It's damn it. Now it's turning into guitar stories. <laughs> That's exciting. Jeez. Oh, okay. And I'm trying trying to I read mean, the whiteboard like... behind you whilst you're doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just it's, careful <laughs> it's hieroglyphs it's like a it's like a song it's my song structure which looks like an sat math question unfortunately but yeah um there's 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 this common that they sent me and i told mike just whatever this guitar is just do that because i'm like really i know this one has the strat pickup configuration but um <laughs> i was just like i really love how this one sounds whatever wood was used in this one so i think that was just mm. i didn't really know much about wood in general but i just loved the tone of this one and then when he sent me that i was like yeah that that nails it so yeah Great. but sorry if i don't have a more interesting answer to that no one. <laughs> no 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 that, that's, that's just perfect because that if, is you, interesting. if you like yeah 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 absolutely if, if it's right it makes... then it's right and i really enjoy that yeah, it makes it st stand out even more. As we, as we talk um, guitars, I, th I just recently saw that you also got gifted a super cool looking guitar from Bon Villain Studios. Do you have that around? Yes, because that, that, one has, that looks. I do. He was in the chat earlier. I don't know if you're still here. Uh, uh, David, isn't it? Yeah, correct. Uh, David was in David. the chat earlier. Um, I don't know if he's still here. Maybe he is, but there on the back. Rawr. He's incredible. Um, hey, yeah, the lipsticks. There you go. Lipstick. Yeah, maybe I'll do a lipstick one next. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's pretty cool. Oh. So that's like a repainted because... original, original '90s Telecaster. Uh, tele, um, Tommen Telecaster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. He he does such cool hydro hydro dipping hydro finish. It, it's called hydro dipping, right? Um. Yep the the kind of swirly paint thing yeah i he's he kills these and like i guess this one has like uv paint in it so if you like put a light over it it just looks like insane <laughs> um and yeah he these i had never played through lipstick pickups before and i remember 
plugging it in, it just sounds like so sassy. It's just got like way more attitude <laughs> than <coughs> all my other Talmans. So it was really funny. I was like, I I wish like I recorded the first. Oops, the the um the bar, the Whitby bar fell. But um. Yeah, the first time I plugged into it and played it, I was just like chuckling at how it sounded because it was just so like almost like cartoonish, like a super exact, it sounded, I don't know how to explain it. It just sounds so sassy and like funny, but cool. Like it definitely inspired me. I feel like um, a lot of like the bends and stuff sounded like so much, I had a lot more character. So I, I definitely would consider doing Itaman with these kinds of pickups. I just like haven't really, found a way to incorporate into like my my current sound yet life but i will because i always want to do something new <laughs> yeah awesome yeah that is one. that is phenomenal looking i even like the pearl guard oh. on it yeah yeah it's like what just let's just go super extra right let's just yeah like, it, it already looks crazy so <laughs> um he's he's working i don't know if i'm supposed to say this but He's working on another one for me right now that it's basically like my dream talent. So it's, it's so beautiful Ooh. and he's been so gracious. Um, I'm just trying to figure out what sort of pickups to put in it right now. So yeah. All of them, a, put all of the pickups green. in. Green. <laughs> Every pickup. Right. Every pickup. <laughs> Every. <laughs> well, you need to do P90. <laughs> so, something needs a P90 at some point. Yeah, I actually of... was talking with my friend about that. Go ahead. No, just because, you know, I think you should do one in every every pickup configuration. And then you have everything. The whole Yvette Young range of Tolman's um, <laughs> P90s, active, you know, for, for your future uh, active needs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you just a couple of EMGs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> active needs. <laughs> what was that? I was just making, saying like Fishman Fluence pickups, like the most aggressive sounding modern pickups. And then you combine it with such a like more traditionally oriented guitar. That would be hilarious, but also could be interesting tone wise. <laughs> never said ever. I actually, I, I, I have, a, I have some advice that I would like is I have um, an, a BC Rich Warlock from, that's insane clown posse themed. Like it's not a sticker. It's like, I yeah, you showed us last show. Yeah, you, it was, you featured yeah. it on the show we okay. did. I remember it well. Yeah, so yeah. I want to know, like, what – I don't even – I can't decide if I want to make – I think I should make it sound, like, really good, right? Like, I should make it, like, an actual super functional great guitar, but it just looks, like, super cringe. So I'm, like, <laughs> open to suggestions as to what sort of pickups I should put in that thing. Um, I think it would be funny to play, like, really beautiful <laughs> – like kind of like melodic <laughs> twinkly stuff on it like it's just because yes. it's such a clash visually yeah <laughs> i mean yeah. i'd love to open that up to the people in the chat because i don't think there is a correct answer to that and i think that's a wonderful journey you could take <laughs> in testing things um and also on your social medias i'm sure people would have opinions and help you um true i mean i i i want to say something classic you know like uh if, it, if it's got hum is it humbucker in there at the moment so hh mm, there's nothing so like i could oh. literally do anything i want hmm. so i mean lipsticks would be the funniest that would actually be i yeah i would love 
to have a BC rich lipstick. <laughs> so it's the contrast. BC there lipstick. Is... BC lipstick. BC lipstick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe maybe Dave has a great oh. idea how to uh, how to uh, repaint it and <laughs> reconfigure that. <laughs> I just want to bring it out for one song. All just right. One okay. song. <laughs> But yeah, it's funny. I'll fi I'll figure it out. I'll, I'll, the the right answer will come to me one day. I, I feel wrong advising you because I don't I don't feel there is a right answer, but I do feel there are several really funny answers, um, <laughs> such as the lipstick one. But I mean, yeah, just just you can't really go wrong with some P nineties in that. I, I'd like to have a P ninety VC rich because you got this like classic pickup and this rather audacious uh, body shape but and a, and a, a big icp logo yeah. to the boot so or just throw in <laughs> throw in like six pickups but only have one wired up so you've got like everything in there and then it comes out sounding have an onboard sustain oh sustainiac you could have like a the pickup that sustains um is it sustainiac mm. am i saying the right word yeah. there dan like like nebo yeah, it's got like a built-in Evo into the pickup. You could do That's some beautiful so stuff with that. Oh yeah, yeah, do that, Sustainiac pickup, please. <laughs> my my goal is to finally get pickups in that thing, so I can I can start like another Instagram where I only play that guitar and like do like <laughs> funny covers or something. <laughs> well, I know we have some pickup makers that tune into the show and to to my YouTube channel, so I'm sure they could offer you some kind of suggestions um something beautiful um oh, i got a plus one with sustainiac i i really think you should do sustainiac that would be amazing because it basically turns the guitar into I'll a cello into it. Um, that'd be super then, funny to take the take the frets off sustainiac pickup done and you've got this microtonal fretless <laughs> cello guitar that's a bc ridge warlock like Yes. <laughs> I like the fretless idea. <laughs> That's so funny. I might just have to do it. <laughs> yeah. I um I won't be offended if you don't, but I'll be very amused if you do. <laughs> but that would actually make it good. And I could see that fitting with your it's, with your style. It's my uh it's my passion project right now, so <laughs> and cool. now it's mine also. <laughs> <laughs> You're all invested. I, I truly am. I've been invested <laughs> since the last show. I can't believe it's not finished already. I know. I had all two years to, to work on it. Like, I just didn't. Yeah. I didn't. Instead, I wrote an instead. album. Jeez. Like, yeah. What are you <laughs> doing? How dare you? <laughs> Dang it. <laughs> Listen, we've come over awesome. two hours and we've had lots of your time. And I want you back for a third show. So I don't want to keep you too long today. But before we let you go... We were, uh, I've just opened an eBay auction today, auctioning off some limited edition Guitar Geek merchandise, which is a tree hanger made by the lovely SJ. Um, and we're raising money for charity. So we're just going to go back to the eBay auction to see what we're currently on and see if we can use Yvette Young's power and strength to increase that number. Uh, are you ready, Yvette? We're currently at £52 with six days and 22 hours to go. So if you love a vet, which I'm sure you do, and if you don't, you should also love these things, which are going to raise money for charity. Um, Charlie Cooper says it's going to be his. 
Charlie Cooper is in fact the highest bidder at fifty-two pounds. Okay, Charlie from Orange, go. please, um, please uh, increase that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't have to push it, Yvette. I just wanted to use your power and influence within this podcast show right now to uh, to give it some good vibes. <laughs> but yeah, um, I thank you. I I didn't make it. I just provided the face and the hair. I didn't provide the hair. It's not my hair. I provided the look of the hair. It should come with a clip of your hair. Yeah, definitely. All right. If it reaches, <laughs> give me a number, Yvette. What number does it need to have my hair? I will give a lock <coughs> of my hair. 69. Yes. All right. <laughs> 69 British pounds, and you will get some of my actual hair. <laughs> Um, Charlie, Charlie says if I win, Charlie, as you're a friend and I find it utterly disgusting to send pieces of hair, you're getting hair regardless. If you win, you're getting hair, possibly even some skin scrapings. I don't know. Something personal. (laughs) Um, Oh boy. Uh, yeah, it's, it's taken a weird, weird thing. It must be quarter to 11 at night. Um, Yeah. yeah. Yvette, thank you so much. Uh, it fi- I'll be honest, I feel a bit weird this time. It feels feels more low-key. Low I think we've actually been doing stuff since we talked last. So, you know, we were all hyper last time, and this time is rather a serious one. <laughs> well, it's because you didn't do your darkness impression. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, Yvette, can I, can I tell you a secret? Yes. Just you, okay? No one else is listening. There is a okay, chance. Yeah. No one else is listening. Everybody else switch off. There is a chance... We may be getting a member of the darkness on this podcast, and yes, wow, it is the it amazing. is the one you're thinking of. <laughs> the drummer. That's so cool! I'm such a fan. <laughs> the first drummer, the original drummer. <laughs> I'm such a fan. I'll have to tune oh, yeah. in for that one. That's so cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, you'll you'll need to send us a, a video request because we're we're this close to uh, to that happening. Um, but we're lucky enough to have. Oh great people on this show so send us a little video you know begging that person to to make a decision and um <laughs> and you can come on and, and say hi hello well, that, are, that would actually be funny are they on the that would be funny but yeah you should just not explain who i am at all and just i'm no. just sitting in the corner like <laughs> <laughs> or maybe i could wear a wig and i could be you Yes. Like, I could be Andy. <laughs> yes. I mean, I, I, I don't. I'm pretty sure this person doesn't know who I am. So why not? It's, they'd be like, you didn't, you didn't look Asian from your your other videos, but I guess like <laughs> it's it's the webcam. Uh, it's a, a filter. <laughs> That'd be super funny. That's so cool, though. Oh, I, I think um, I think that'll for sure be a, be an interesting guest. Mm-hmm. What is, I, I what definitely the shouldn't have said that. Thing... <laughs> what has been the craziest thing that's happened on your your show, like in all of history? The craziest thing. That's well, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. I, I remember this one time on... someone came on with a BC Rich Warlock. That was weird. <laughs> no dan dan you're right we we probably are the only podcast to to do this if, if i'm not going to give it away dan please, yeah, I was, please I was just tell making that story. 
we started on a plane, like on our flight to Nam show. I think that that's pretty awkward to some degree to to like start a podcast like when you have yeah. a couple a couple people sitting around you and you're like several thousand feet up trying in the to air. sleep <laughs> trying to sleep yeah and you're <laughs> rambling on and rub a guitar here amp there pedal there and blah 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 that, that's kind of yeah but apart from that i think we, we i mean we are we're blessed to have so many great guests on the show and especially with with mm-hmm. season three now we are you know with reoccurring guests like you yvette and it's 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 just a pleasure to see and, and kind of catch on where we left off last time and you know take it from there and, and you know see see just what happened because we're still stuck in that crazy pandemic situation but yeah you know still everyone is kind of thriving one some people more some people less but you know everyone is kind of making progress and making the best out of it and it's super cool to see that the community is even more tightly knit at least i feel it that way and it's uh it's a very positive community in our chat we have 50 plus people online chatting all the time and we're here mm-hmm. you know we're hearing so many great stories and get to see cool gear i feel super blessed that's that's just all what that podcast is about to have a good time and you know chat with cool people i, I have an answer yeah, for your question always, about the crazy yeah. stuff it's oh, gonna sound it's gonna okay. sound super cheesy and awful and bleh. But it's the fact that anybody is actually listening and or watching. And then we get messages about people <laughs> listening. Because as far as I'm concerned, I'm just talking to you two right now. And then there's messages of people that I kind of know in the chat, you know, and you, you, you're part of my life. And then someone will message me like, I was driving through Wichita and um, I was listening to your podcast. Like, That's weird. Just, you know, the the corners of the earth that we've reached with whatever it this mm-hmm. is and um hopefully we continue to to spread just a bit of fun and positivity and and some bullshit <laughs> that's all i really want <laughs> i i know just from the the few episodes that i've seen is you guys do a great job of like being informative but also having a blast like what was the thing i i sat in on the uh the burn uh the the, the uh, bye burn. burn yeah yeah, I love that. That's so savage. <laughs> Hang on. Can, I, can I play the sting? Hang on, I'll play the sting. Here we go. Buy, borrow, or burn. No, just because I heard it. The crown note. Um, yeah. It's just like at the end. <laughs> you can't go wrong with it. With a... Um, thank you, Yvette. I, I I love doing this podcast. Uh, I genuinely wouldn't do it if I didn't love it because what's the point? Uh, I can choose not to. And um, my only sad thing is that Dan and I are in the same room. I would love it if Dan and I were actually in the same room and it almost happened last week and it didn't. It will happen at some point. It did happen in September, but that was weird because we were also with about 50 other people. Mm -hmm. Um, Even even better would be 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 in the same room, not just with with you, but also with Yvette. Even better. You know, I'm actually coming to the UK i'm coming to the uk in february fingers crossed fingers uh-huh. crossed so maybe if you wanted to do anything i could i definitely would have time to, all right to, maybe we okay. could show each other our demos and <laughs> i i think <laughs> i think i'm busy that week I'm pretty sure i'm busy <laughs> <laughs> doing anything else <laughs> Uh, Yvette, whenever whenever there will be a chance to have you here for clinics, I'll make sure that Andy will attend as well, and then you know he will have to show the phone, and we go through the demos. <laughs> I don't have that a phone. That would be so fun. 
Yeah. Not on the phone since 1996. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> truly off the grid. Yeah. Absolutely. You'll be bringing his Nokia 3210 or something. Oh, God, I miss that phone. I miss that phone dearly. Do you still have it? I actually still, still have my 3310 somewhere. Wow. Great. Got, got some mean snake scores on it. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I promise that I will exchange demos with you should we ever be in the same room and have enough time to do so. Deal. The deal is on. Amazing. All right. <laughs> but yeah, I'd, I'd love to be able to say, say hey in person. You know, it's so weird. Yeah. Like, who knows what's going to happen with, mm. yeah. But, you know, if not, then I'm, I'm happy to do this, this kind of cyber hangout format again it's always a blast <laughs> yeah thank you so much and i know the people in the chat have really enjoyed it because i don't read out the compliments because they're just embarrassingly positive so imagine that everybody loves you <laughs> and that's what the chat is saying <laughs> um, he's, he's not exaggerating like yeah he's I'm not, not exaggerating at all it's like i love this woman Aww. that chick is great yeah, this is the best show ever. Oh, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you guys, yeah. I'm going to cry live. Yay! <laughs> the goal that will be reached. first in the show. That will be first in the show, right? Yeah, it would. Actually, we've never had we've never had a storm off before. I'd quite like someone to storm off. That would be great. Or maybe maybe Justin would be oh, storming off. Yeah. Justin who? We didn't mention any I names. No, I didn't. Oh, no. true, yeah. Who's that? Yeah. Justin Bieber? That's crazy. <laughs> oh, I imagine we had Justin Bieber on the show. That'd be amazing. <laughs> Wild. That's probably going to be a crazy moment for, yeah. <laughs> for the show. Is having I, I think that would also be a very awkward moment. <laughs> He's a great drummer. Have you heard him play drums? No. He's an no, amazing no. drummer. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't know. Yeah, he kicks ass on the drums, but um, wow. yeah, I'd have him on the show. Why the heck not? Yeah, sure. I mean, everyone could be on the show, of course, but not no. ev not everyone would be as lovely as Yvette. And uh, oh, well, you guys, he wouldn't be a, he wouldn't be a reoccurring guest too, because Yvette already is the second time here. Whilst Henning, for instance, last week uh, has had a premiere at our show, so yeah. he had to wait fifty five episodes. But yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us again, Yvette. It's been an absolute um, blast. And I hope we don't have to wait until you release a lipstick-equipped pink sparkle to have you back. I hope that <laughs> you can just come back anytime you want. And if um, if you ever want to come back, the link that we've sent you this week generally works all the time. So just press the button and see what happens. <laughs> wait, I can just show up? Like, I don't know. I can just show yeah. up? Yeah. yeah. You shouldn't yeah. have told me that. I'm just <laughs> The thing, honestly, Yvette, honestly, Dan, I embrace chaos, and I'm trying to have this thing where like six people show up in a in a show, but no one has been asked to, no one, you yeah. know, is allowed to. I think that's just awesome fun, especially if it's like a serious show, and then suddenly someone just shows up unannounced. Yeah. I'm gonna try Jeez. to give the link to the most random people I can think. <laughs> Yes, do it. <laughs> do it. <laughs> oh boy, that I'm gonna do, I'm gonna do some brainstorming. I'm trying to think yeah. of like the weirdest, most like unexpected person that I actually know that I could convince to 
to come into your chat. Hmm. Hmm. I'd be embarrassing if I didn't know who they were. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> How would you feel about Jackie Chan coming in? <laughs> what? <laughs> That'd be hella funny. Yes, it would. Do you know Jackie Chan? <laughs> That'd be so I don't personally know Jackie Chan, but I can, I can, I don't know if he would even come onto the chat, but I guess like my, my, for some reason he knows my, my uncle who lives in Australia. Like they're like, they're just the same generation, you know? So it's not like even like a celebrity thing. It's just like, they just happen to have been in the same circle. So right. that'd be really fun. Right. <laughs> I have no idea what I would talk to Jackie Chan about, but yes. <laughs> I want to see him beat someone with an Ibanez Talman. <laughs> Jackie Chan's amazing. Yeah. I love that guy. Basically, okay, no, well, we didn't even get to. We didn't even. Oh, go ahead. Didn't even what? We have time. Oh, I was gonna say. I was gonna say we didn't even get to talk about how great of a weapon this thing is. To be honest. Go on. Go on. <laughs> we've we've almost left like, the show three times now. Like... Let's stay. <laughs> <laughs> you complained that it wasn't chaotic enough so i'm like all exactly. right let's just like open up <laughs> i think you could this could be like honestly it could be a great tool to like bludgeon someone with maybe like it's it's got a significant weight to it um it's uh contoured right so it's mm -hmm. just got like certain points that have a little more impact uh the headstock with these locking tuners you could definitely get a couple of wax in without losing any intonation on your mm. strings um i don't know what more is there to want out of a guitar that's perfect may i, I suggest mean, you... that when you release the next version you do it have you seen glow gorgeous ladies of wrestling i've just been watching that recently you could like have a wrestling no. ring and you could use guitars <laughs> as as weapons that would be amazing there's there's my pitch that for would, your next that would have advertisement the... i would hate the youtube comment section of that i would just it would be so creepy and and yeah. Like, weird. <laughs> yeah, but it would also be pretty meta. It it would. Um, maybe on the next signature, I'll I'll get like um, like a gun attachment. Sure. For, for like where maybe the tremolo system would go. Yeah, sounds um efficient. <laughs> yeah, sounds very American. It does sound oh very yeah, American. you know. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I hate that. I hate that so much. I want it to happen. Yeah. <laughs> a, ner a nerf gun, maybe a nerf gun. Or a there we go. Now we're talking. Now we're talking. If your if your drummer is there not, you know, if the tempo is not right, you just grab the gun and just let him know. Come on, speed up, dude. <clears throat> That'd be great. What like a great way to get your bandmates' attention. Yeah. <laughs> what about a water <laughs> pistol, but you fill it with like Mountain Dew or something like that? Then you could refresh yourself whilst playing. Oh, man. It's even more child friendly. All right. I think if that's But then you get, get it all over. Oh, what was that? <laughs> just go. Just go. What was that done? I just, I just want to say, I think Yvette needs to talk to Mike to discuss a couple ideas. Um, <sighs> T-shirt cannon, definitely. Like you could just blow your merch out to the audience, like through your guitar. I love it. I love it. <laughs> okay. Well, the next show is going to be interesting. Um, I look forward to bringing your to talking to your uncle's friend. Um, 
<laughs> if we have a so double feature next time events on the podcast, it will be double feature Yvette Young and Jackie Chan. <laughs> Why not? I would freak out. I, don't, I, oh, I know. Spoken to him, so I've got an idea. I'll bring one of my uncle's friends, and Dan, you bring. Have you got an uncle? If not, find yeah. one and and bring one of their. <laughs> and, and that's the theme of the show. Yours just happens to be Jackie Chan. <laughs> it's just our uncles, friends who have who have nothing in common at all. Yeah. They don't even know why they're here. They're just like, yeah. okay, can I leave? And then, then we leave. Yeah, the uncle's edition, and then they got to talk. Let them, but on let the other hand, it. I mean, I I had the pleasure to talk to your mom a couple of weeks ago, and that was that was super cool because she was telling Andy stories. Wait, my mom? No, no, spoke Andy's to the vet's mom. Oh, my mom. <laughs> I was like, whoa, 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 hello. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> my mom was uh, on the podcast, uh, filling in for me for a good ten minutes. It was it was glorious. It was wonderful. She was amazing. She was That's a hit. So sweet. Yeah. She did a great job. Yeah. I quite like to put my mum and Jackie Chan on because that my mum would have no idea who he is. And then (laughs) he obviously would have no idea who she is. Or maybe maybe he does. That would be weird. Oh yes. Oh, and Justin Bieber. (laughs) He would he'd be laying down the beats. (laughs) Justin Bieber. All right, um, I, I, I'm going to leave now. You two can stay if you want, but I'm going to go. <laughs> I just want to say thank you so much for having me do this. It's always such like, I don't know, it's just super uplifting and fun to hang out with you guys and talk about gear, talk about music. Thanks for also always letting me feature my signature every single time I'm on here. So I, I just really appreciate it. And you guys are great. Thank you thank so you. much. And thanks for You're joining very, us. very welcome. Um, next time, more uh, more BC Rich, please. And next time, you gotta sing. You gotta sing for us, Andy. I will sing for you next time, also. <laughs> I'll hold you to that. Good, good. Um, and Dan has to do some mime or yeah, a Rubik's sure. cube or something Wait, like that. Wait, what's your I mean... secret? Do you have a secret talent, Dan? Like something that not a lot of people know that you can do that you're like really good at or you're not even really good just like enjoy doing i sing under the shower so okay i have, I have, a, I have a rather high high voice when i sing i can i can get to very high <laughs> registers so i think that's a, a, wow. something that not a lot of people know yeah i can second that i've heard you jokingly sing several times and i'm thinking damn yeah. dan that's yeah, some yeah, high notes yeah. you're getting yeah yeah so yeah, maybe maybe that would blend in in, in the mix. So we'll, we'll see next time. <laughs> maybe think, you I should be you... the one doing darkness covers. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder what Dan's secret skill is. I'm I'm totally intrigued now. You must have something. I'm gonna bug you for the next couple of days finding out what it is. <laughs> next time, well, next, you can think what? about it for a year. <laughs> I've got a pretty obvious superpower, which is uh, knowing how to handle Ibanez uh, skew numbers. I'm, I'm schooling yeah. everyone in that. So yeah, yeah, you I do know like that an... weird language. Did you say language. you're schooling yeah? everyone? I'm, I'm schooling. Yeah, people that that you know. But did you say schooling everyone? Is that no, what you said? Yeah, yeah, schooling about the skews. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, I hope he didn't 
did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it was super good, isn't it? <laughs> oh. Can we edit that <laughs> so Sorry, it seems probably... smooth? <laughs> <laughs> do a zoom. Do a zoom on him laughing. <laughs> good lord. Okay. Well, oh, I'm calling it chaos. Yes. I'm calling. It's 11 o'clock. <laughs> I welcome the chaos. I All now right. wish the chaos to leave. <laughs> okay. You guys have a good night. <laughs> you have a I great shall. day, Yvette. Thank you for the smiles. It's been really fun. Um, Dan is going to ask everybody listening on the podcast edition to go and rate us five stars. Dan, would you please do that? Of course, grab your girlfriend's iPhone, your dog's iPhone, or your old Nokia 3210 and make sure to... Or Jackie Chan's iPhone! iPhone. Or Jackie Chan's iPhone. And make sure to give us a five-star rating on iTunes so we can keep on doing this wonderful hobby and have great guests on the show and be more visible and have more listeners and viewers on YouTube. Thank you. Do it. All right. Do it. Yeah, Yvette said do it. So come on, do it. Do it. <laughs> she doesn't love Do it. Okay. Um, I don't know how to end this. So goodbye. Have a good Goodbye. Have a See night. you soon, hopefully. <laughs> Take Goodbye. Care. Bye. Bye.